You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Friday's here once again, and that means only one thing. You're listening to another Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix podcast day. This is episode four of series two on the 23rd of August 2019, and here he is. Come in, Rappo. We are taking over your airwaves in three, two, one. one, one, one. Afternoon, Deke. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Are you happy with the way I build up to get you into the show or not? <laughs> yes, I appreciate it, mate. Actually, I don't get welcome like that at home. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well. Right. Thanks, mate. Yep, so what sort of week have you had? All right? Yeah, all right, mate. Working, babe. So um, I've missed all the midweek sort of action, mate, unfortunately. But um should be all right in a couple of weeks' time, babe. Hopefully get the Tuesday and Wednesday nights off and go and watch some local stuff mate but uh, trying to keep abreast of it mate with all your excellent uh, tweeting and I did see the first hour of uh, Paramport St Bay the other night mate I know you was at that game Dave yes but, yeah. uh, I've got you in, actually in the back of uh, uh, in the background on one of the photographs oh I saw that mate yeah I did see that and what yeah. did I what did I say to you was it last <laughs> week I said you need to get out of the car and oh, no, walk mate. around the pitch a bit to, to yeah, you, you know, did, you bit of exercise. That, yeah, and you yeah. you didn't take any notice. No, I knew I knew I only had an hour, mate. So um, well, how long is it going to take you to walk around the pitch? <laughs> well, I had sausage and chips from the passenger seat. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought better. Uh, <laughs> that was me too. Mate. Ah, right. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Um, I wondered why you didn't invite me around. It was meals on wheels, it was, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, right. uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll catch up with you. I'll get you a cup of tea at the next one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, OK, then. So uh, we've got so much to bring you this week and so little time. Poor old Rappel's got to go to work after this. It's yeah. a hard life, isn't it? So, uh, it is, mate. Never mind. Yeah. Before we get <laughs> to the opening interviews, uh, did I sound a little bit sympathetic then or not? No, mate, you've done your time, Dave. You've, you've earned your retirement, Dave. You've, you've done your time, mate. I'm looking forward to that day, mate. Ah, uh, no, you don't want to, because it means you're getting older. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the thing, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, before 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 we get into our opening interviews, uh, I think we must just say condolences to the family and friends of Bill Pierce, who uh, uh, passed away earlier this week, known as Mr. Codrose, for his time with them, but also um, some great refereeing achievements uh, should be remembered as well. Yeah, yeah, good old Bill, mate. He's, he saw a few players go through Colt Rose over the years, Dave, hasn't he? It's always sort of nice to speak to Bill after and hear one of his stories, mate, when you when you played at Colt Rose. No nonsense ref as well, Dave, wasn't he? Bill, remember? Yeah. You know, in my younger days, mate, he's certainly a no nonsense ref, mate, wasn't he? So. I was wondering whether you'd actually had the experience of playing with yeah. Bill as referee or not I couldn't I wouldn't yeah sort of sure at the start yeah you you would have had more like loads more days I, 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 like, not um, too many more years <laughs> no no going back to uh, yeah the uh, no no that's right mate yeah in my younger years mate, I think a few Nuki games went when I was first at Nuki and remember Bill mate so yeah remember him being a sort of no-nonsense uh, ref mate so uh yeah, condolences, uh, condolences there, Dave, definitely, mate. Yep, and um, yeah. I think the records state that he's the only referee to have done two Cornwall Senior Cup finals, so... Uh, yeah, that's right, you only usually get the one, mate, don't you? Yeah. 
is an achievement, yeah. Can you remember the first one, 1959 or not? Not, not quite, mate, no. <laughs> no, I can't quite remember that one. All right, OK. <laughs> right, well, anyway, uh, yes, uh, sad to hear that. And um, I was at the game Saturday, St Blasey against Dob Walls, and glad to, to see that they... Um, they paid tribute to him with a minute silence, so that was good stuff. Yeah, did the same at Penrindo. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and also, by the way, uh, Carl, uh, one of our listeners, got in touch to tell me, uh, you know, last week we were we were struggling to, to think of the Christian name of Kitson, wasn't we? Wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, Weren't we? The, yeah. the books that you were reading. Um, it, it's Dave Kitson. Yeah, I know. It come to me, Dave, about three hours later. It, did. it just, you know, when you're sitting there, mate, I'm just like, oh, yeah. That, should know that, mate, Dave. You know, what a yes. what a famous name, mate. Exactly. Because uh, you mentioned Paul Kitson, mate, didn't you? And he, and he, he sort of come into me head as well. Because he, do you he remember he pr- played for West Ham and Dorothy in that, Dave? He was a decent Paul striker, Kitson. Well, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Paul. yeah I remember West the name, but I can't remember who he played for. But um... Yeah, I think he scored 80 odds. So who did Dave Kitson play for them? Well, he was mainly, oh, I think, mate, Stoke, mate, wasn't it? Mainly Stoke in the Premier League, mate. Um, right. Oh, yeah, quite a few clubs top level, mate. He, he was one of those sort of underrated uh, target men type of strikers, really, mate. Yeah, right. OK. Uh, right, yeah. so let's kick off with our weekly look at Truro City. The uh, Step 3 club, after relegation last season, of course, they've got off to a great start with three wins from their opening three games. And here's Devotion Rappo for our podcast. Cam had just been to the dentist for some emergency treatment, but was still prepared to talk to us. Welcome back, Cam. Um, Now, I know you're in a little bit of discomfort because you've just been to the dentist, so I'll keep this uh, as as short as we can. Um, You thought it might have been a tight game against a Swindon Supermarine last Saturday and by the sounds of it it was yeah it was a very um, tight game Dave I think uh, Truro were the better side but um, and it could easily have been more but it was one of those games that I think could have finished about 5-4 because both goalkeepers um, James Hammond and Martin Horsell in the Swindon goal were exceptional and I think everyone at the ground would agree with that um, they were both superb when the goalkeeper gets the man of the match, it always suggests that uh, you might have had a few nail-biting moments. Yeah, um, obviously Luke Jeff got was a great finish, but um, I think overall Truro, they, I wouldn't, I don't think they were happy with their performance overall. The management, um, although they had a number of chances to kill off the game, um, there were some, as I said, nail-biting moments. I think they hit the post in the last few minutes, uh, Swindon, and there were a couple of other opportunities. So, um, yeah, it was one of those games that I thought Truro. If you, like obviously people are talking about Truro promotion, maybe title. You've, they're games that you've got to um, grind for, and it was a game they grinded for and deservedly got the three points in the end. Yeah, and top of the table and the only 100% uh, record left in the league. Yeah, who would have thought that at the start of the season, Dave? Like, but um, fair play to him and fair play to Paul Wood, and he's got him and his young squad. They've managed to. Uh, because I was looking at it the other day, with the exception of Yetzi, the oldest player in the squad is Noah Keats at 27. Right. And that's not particularly old at all. So, No, it's very young as far as I'm concerned, but there we go. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> doubleheader weekend coming up. Chesham United away tomorrow, and, and then on Monday afternoon, Western Supermare. I mean, what can we expect, firstly, from the Chesham game? Uh, that could be a proper test, couldn't it? 
Yeah, um, obviously, I, I would have thought we'd had tests already, to be honest. Like, I looked at the Met Police game. I didn't think we'd get anything there, if I'm brutally honest with you, and how we've proven wrong there. And um, Again, Dorchester and Swindon weren't easy games, and Cheshire, as you said, is not a very easy place to go, but they've had a good start themselves. Um, I think they won their first two and then lost at Taunton in midweek. So um, I think it'll be a difficult place to go. And some of it, it's probably a game where Truro be happy of a point, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I think they've got a grind. It's a game they've really got a grind for and um, just try and bring something back to Cornwall. And on Bank Holiday Monday, Western Supermare at Chew Road. Again, that'll be interesting because they, they obviously got relegated alongside Truro last season, didn't they? Yeah, um, Western's always a weird one. We always seem to get them on a bank holiday or a midweek game. So um, it'll be one that I think Truro will be confident in. I know Western strengthened, but their results haven't particularly shown it so far this season. So um, we'll look at that and think it's a game we've got to win if we want to be serious this season. And they obviously are talking about promotion and we've really got a, it's a game we've got to win. Simple as that. Now, everyone at uh, the start of the season, uh, and I'll ask you this because I know that you, you're sort of, uh, you've got some roots in Somerset as such. Um, Taunton Town we all expected them to to, you know race off from the very beginning of the season but um, they've struggled haven't they yeah surprisingly so as well because they had they had a very similar I don't think they've lost anyone from the squad last year Um, I think it was Matt Hughes is the only one who's certainly got Torquay but uh, the rest of it it's a very it's an unchanged squad and obviously it's a squad that Truro fans will know quite a lot because I think 90% of them played for us so but um it is a surprising start because, as I said, they haven't lost any players. But I think um, it's early days, isn't it? So you just got to give them a bit of time and see how they react to it. I know they, they beat Chesham on midweek, so be interesting to see how they get on. Obviously, for Truro's point of view, you hope that uh, they keep dropping points and we can get away from them a bit. But Final question then. Um, who's been the player that's uh, stood out the most for you so far? I know it's only three games, but um, mm. it, there's got to be uh, one or two players that you've been uh, particularly pleased with. God, that's a difficult question, Dave. Um, I think quite a few of them. Like I said, the goalkeeper, Hammond, really impressed me on the weekend. He didn't really have much to do the first couple of games, but um, on Saturday, he really impressed me. Um, who else are we looking at? Yeah, um, uh, the fullbacks, as I said before, Ryan Law's been outstanding since he's come in the young Argyle like, he's actually agreed to stay on till January now that was announced the other day so um, that's a big boost for us and Harrison Davis the other fullback um, he's played really well and to be honest obviously Jeff Gott's got a couple of goals up top um, Noah Keats Austin Booth they all look solid but if I had to take one I'd probably say Ryan Law well, What's the situation with Harrison is he a, a lone player or was he signed where's no, um, he Harrison, come from Harrison Davis, he was on the books of Southampton um, and he ended up at Tiverton Town. How on earth they got him, I couldn't tell you. But um, obviously, being with Yetzi last year at Tivy, um, he was going to sign on for Tivy this year, but Yetzi took the decision to come back and he obviously came with Yetzi with us. And what a signing he's been for Truro. Yeah, I, I was a little bit concerned um, the 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 only league game I've seen so far, Dorchester, um, when he had a rush of blood um, to the head there for 
couple minutes when he when he when he reacted to the player that uh, there was a bit of pushing and shoving going on. So so hopefully um, you know he's not that sort of uh, fired up. Nah, he's nah. going to be on, you know on a short wire every uh, short fuse every game. As I said, it's a young squad, so it's one of those things that they might get a bit hot-headed occasionally. But um, um, obviously, Paul Wooden, you know, he's experienced enough as it's yet yet seen. They'll um, they're bound to happen in it as Dave. Like they're young players, but um, I can't see it be a problem for the season really. And he's a nice enough lad, so I can't really see it being a problem. Okay, well, we'll let you go because no doubt your gum is uh, is uh, giving you a bit of the grief. So uh, thanks for coming on, Cam, and uh, we'll speak next week. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Yes, great dedication from Cam, mate, for still coming on, mate. There's nothing worse than the dentist, Dave. I'm, I'm, I'm a bigger chicken as anyone for the dentist, mate. It's just the same to that drill, mate, isn't it? But uh, I don't know if Cam's been so keen to come on if... City uh, were bottom of the league, mate, instead of top, mate. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, that's a bit <laughs> unfair. Yeah, yeah, he probably would have, wouldn't he? <laughs> I, I, I never realised you would be so nasty as that. I thought you were the, <laughs> I thought you were the good cop of this program. <laughs> nah, mate, nah. Great to see City doing so well, Dave, isn't it? I'm not a golden yet, mate. Isn't it? Uh, no, clean sheet, three oh, games, yeah. young players Brilliant. as well. So, um, yeah. 270 minutes, mate, without letting it go. Yeah. Doing, a decent, d- doing a decent job at the moment. So, um, yeah. But uh, big tests over this weekend. Chesham and Western Supermare. That'll be uh, yeah. uh, good to see how they get on in in, uh, in those two. Yeah, well, if they come out of this weekend, mate, on 15 points, then I think we can get our hopes up, mate, couldn't we? Yeah. National League South, here we come again. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Right, next up is another exclusive for us, Rappo. Mm. You impressed with that? Sorry, Dave, just just having a sip of water there, Dave. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it is an exclusive, mate. Good to get one, mate. Uh, Thanks to to Braggy, mate. Yeah, we were able to speak to the Curnow Football Alliance Director of Football, Andrew Bragg, who has all the information about their match which takes place on Sunday. Well, another game coming up on Sunday, Andrew. Yes, we have. We're uh, very privileged to be entertaining the Chagos Islands. Right. Now, tell us, where are the Chagos Islands? Uh, the Chagos Islands are Goof Islands in the Indian Ocean, um, which the British government bought off Mauritius back in the 60s um, and then decided to uh, put an American naval base on there and actually removed all the local inhabitants from the country. Oh, right. So where where are most of the players coming from that are coming down on Sunday, then? These are now all exiled in um, in England. Right. So they're coming, the majority in the London area, um, but they, they, they're actually fighting the British government um, to get their island back and hopefully move back there. But these are obviously descendants of the original Chagossians. Right. When you say fighting, you mean um, debating and discussing with... with... Yeah, it's got... <laughs> yeah, not, not physically fighting, Dave. Right. Um, no, it, uh, they, they've been... Um, they've been protesting outside the House of Parliament and at Downing Street, and this has actually gone to the UN now, um, who have said that uh, the islands are being occupied illegally. All right. 
Okay, so that's our bit of uh, geography and history lesson for the week. Uh, um, <laughs> Best I can do, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, no, that's fine. That's more than most of us know. Um, but back to the football, and it's a Kanifa yep. World Cup qualifier, isn't it, I think? Yes, it is. Um, we played one against Barawa from Somalia uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, luckily, ran out 5-0 winners in that one. And um, this is now our second game. Right. And, and so how does the system work? It, it's a, just done on a point sort of basis, isn't it? Yeah, you get awarded. Um, if, if you win a friendly game, um, like we played Fox Isle and Lampian, uh, sorry, Lampian, St. Dennis, um, you, get, you get three points for that victory. If, but when you play another Knifa team you and win, you get 12 points. What I'm trying to do is encouraging Knifa teams to play other Knifa teams. Yeah, fair enough. And um, so when do you, or how long do you carry on playing these qualification games then? Right, it, it's right up until the end of September. Um, and then the AGM, the Knifa AGM is in Jersey. And then it'll be decided which teams have qualified for the 2020 World Cup. Right. And do you, as as it goes along, do you have any idea where you sort of stand in the in the sort of league table of qualification points or not? Yes, we do. Um, obviously, each continent has its own qualification, so we don't have to qualify against the other teams as well. They can so many slots of teams from Europe, Africa, South America, and Asia. Um, we currently stand second in the European one of the teams that would go to the World Cup because obviously there's some people who are playing who won't be able to afford to go mm-hmm. or or because it's in Somaliland won't want to go because right. of security reasons and everything. Right. And and uh, uh, Kerno, one of the countries that would like to go or don't want to go? Yeah. No, we want to go. We've put ourselves forward and we said as long as we accrue the right amount of points, um, we, we would, you know, we would take up the slot if we got it. Right. And you mentioned their finance as such. Um, is, you know, how, how are you going to raise the money? Because presumably it's not going to be cheap. No, definitely not. We're, we're thinking, um, well, the host nation, Somaliland, they have to pay for all the accommodation and all the food while each team's over there. So all we've got to fund is our travel. Right. So what we would do, we are in the process of talking to companies and uh, various other organisations about getting sponsorship. So I think you'd be talking between 30 and 50 grand. Oof. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. You're allowed to take a squad of 28, including managers, uh, coaches, and et cetera, et cetera. Right. Okay. And um, you mentioned about uh, the the Somalian land at the moment. I mean, how safe is it going to be to go there? Because aren't aren't there sort of uh, various problems over there at the moment? There are various civil wars going on. The Somaliland is actually a lot safer than Somaliland. Somalia. Ah, right. Um, but obviously, it borders Ethiopia. So, um, southern Ethiopia is quite volatile at the moment. Um, but this is all, be, you know, it's all being kept an eye on. So, <laughs> we'll, yeah, I yeah. mean, you can, with that, with that area of Africa, it, it's very volatile all the time. So, they, the Somaliland government have, have, have promised us that it will be a safe World Cup. Okay, and you mentioned uh, 
uh, that the qualifications for a system is um, only until next month. So presumably this is yeah. the Kerner's last game before the points uh, are all tallied up. Well, we might get one in before because uh, Tamil, um, that they're on tour in in England uh, the beginning of September, beginning first week of September. So we might get another one in against them before before that. Right. But, but we're still looking quite a strong place because there's not a lot of Kanifa games played against other Kanifa teams because obviously it's the finances of moving people around the world. Yeah. Okay. And this game Sunday is four o'clock at Bodmin. That's correct. Yes. Um, six, six pounds entry. Six pounds entry, right? Yeah. And, that, and that obviously will help towards uh, the travel in uh, time to come. I mean, when, when would the final speed? Next summer, presumably, is it? Next or... June. Next, Next June. June right. Yeah. Okay. And so, with building up to Sunday, I mean, what's the news on the squad? Squad is looking very strong. Um, I don't. I think you'll probably be aware we did have problems and had to cancel our game down at Mousel because of um, because we couldn't actually raise the team on on that day, uh, which is very unfortunate. And we, we you know, we, we're very thankful for Mousel for being so considerate and understanding over the whole event. Obviously, as you know, Dave, we use players that play for all the Southwest Peninsula teams, so that is their first priority. We're sort of second priority to them. Um, so I had trouble with players being released for that game. I've since spoke to all the managers involved and they've all been very helpful and they've said, yeah, obviously I've had some who don't want certain players to play and I've said no problem, but we've still got a good squad. Um, obviously, we've sort of lost James Ward now, our captain, um, because he's signed for true on a contract now. I've spoke to Paul Watton about him. Um, he's free to play, but not on this fixture because they've got a Saturday Monday fixture. Yeah. So, um, but apart from that, we're we're looking really, really strong. We're, we're still using the majority of the players that we started off with. Right. Uh, so, are you announcing the squad, or are you just going to wait until Sunday when everyone's there? No, I I can let you have it now if you want. Yeah, go on then quickly. If you uh, got two it. goalkeepers, Jordan Duffy and Jason Robertson. Yep. Uh, at the back, Tom Chambers, Martin Giles, Ed Timmons, Tom Whip. Tom Harris. Yep. Midfield, Oliver Brokenshire, Harry Clark, Talon Mitchell, Nathan Summers. Yep. Uh, up front, James Lorenz, Mark Goldsworthy, Dan Jennings, Billy Hopcroft, and Carl Rickard. Um, and on top of that, um, Jake Ash has got two young uh, fullbacks that he would like to uh, give some time to, but he's going to see whether they have time on Saturday playing for him or come and play for us on Sunday. And and the qualification is that what well what is the qualification? You've got to be born in Cornwall. Ah, right, that was what we originally started off with, but it was pointed out to me that anybody near enough born north of Liscard yeah. would have been born in Plymouth. Yeah, or if they were born up around Bude or whatever, they would have been born in Devon. Yeah. So what we've had to change it to now is that um, all players that have have to have moved and lived in Cornwall from the under eight and the age of 16. 16, right, okay. So the likes of Billy Hopcroft from up at Dude, lovely little forward, you know what I mean? But he was born in Devon. Yeah. But came straight back to Cornwall. Well, so, um, yeah. So there's certain people like that, and, and this gives me, uh, gives us an opportunity to look at players from Salt Ash, Tour Point, 
uh, Liscard even, you know what I mean? Yeah. So just spread spread the net a little bit wider. Uh, we did this um, basically so we don't rely on the same teams and the same players all the time. Okay. And so all the managers of those players, uh, they're all happy that you've been in touch and there's no issues yeah. and... and... Obviously, because, uh, I mean, the, the Saturday after is, of course, uh, a lot of the clubs are playing the FA Vars, aren't they? So um, Yeah, they are. So I guess... Um, but there's some some managers said we don't want this one to play, and I've gone, that's fine. Right. So I don't want to name names, obviously, but, no. um, you know, that all the managers, I mean, we've got, what, St. Austell, Halston, Bowser, Bob Min, Liscard, and Launston in the team. Oh, and Newquay. Um, and yeah, they've they've all been really really helpful. No one from Falmouth. Um, no, we haven't actually at the moment. They're not good enough. Um, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I, um, just just our scouting system hasn't got that far. You know what I mean? We, we can't we can't just get to see everybody. At Look, the hang moment, on, hang so. on. If you're going to go to Somalia land next summer, surely you can get the Falmouth this. <laughs> Uh, isn't it one and the same? <laughs> oh, oh, nah. There's a lot of listeners bet, from Falmouth on this, so be yeah, careful. I, bet, I better not go to Falmouth anytime. No, soon. that's true. No, no it's no. just we, we haven't got there to uh, to have a look at what they got. Obviously, we had James Ward from Falmouth, um, but obviously he's gone to Truro now, so uh, we are sort of covered down that way. Right. And just remind us again, Andrew, what time? What day? Right, Sunday, four o'clock kickoff at Priory Park, Bobbin. And it would be lovely to see all the corner supporters get there. Like last time we played there, we had 350 people. Great atmosphere. Um, press gang will be singing Cornwall My Home, our anthem, before the game live on the pitch. Um, and hopefully a whole great day of it. Um, we'll be having a press conference in the clubhouse beforehand. So, yeah, hope, hopefully it'll be a lovely day out for everyone. And the Trey Gossons will bring um, you know, a lot of colour and noise with them as well. Right. So, yeah, we're hoping for a great event, Dave. And hopefully see you there. Okay. Well, let's uh, wish you all the best of luck and um, and a win and some more points. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Dave. Your Cornish Soccer Podcast. So, there you have it, Rappo. A large squad named in advance of the game on Sunday. Uh, uh, any surprises for you at all? Um, no, not not. Not for me, really, Dave. You know, a couple of names missing, obviously, mate, isn't it? But, um, but no, I think that's, uh, that's a decent squad, mate. You know, it's capable of uh, doing a job, mate. Don't know too much about the old um, Chago Islands. I went Chago. went Chagos, mate, last week. <laughs> no, 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 it's not, it's not Chago Mills. <laughs> I think we would have won that one, all right, mate. But <laughs> No, um, yeah. No, hopefully get the same result as uh, the last uh, competitive one, mate, wasn't it? Five nil. Yeah, that's right. And uh, pretty much uh, the same players that have appeared in most of the earlier games. I'm just having a very quick look through. Um, uh, Talon Mitchell, perhaps. Uh, I'm not sure whether he was in the last one. Um, but a good, you know, sort of a, a feel of East Cornwall more than the West. So... Um, I, I guess, if anything, one could ask, you know, do they come further than St. Austell, perhaps? But uh, but as Andrew said, um, they're working on getting through the county, so uh, they've got to start somewhere. Yes, that's it, mate. Yeah, best of luck to the Prague in that, mate. What he's doing, you know, it's a, it's a big old project, Dave, isn't it? You know, quite quite a big old financial 
that's the only changes. We've lost last year to Captain Stewart. Um, he's retired this year, but we haven't gone overboard to try to replace anyone. We've, we feel we've got a good squad as it is. And who, who's the new name that's come in then? So we've got Kane Adams, um, who's come over from Nuki second team, and we've got Harry Barker, who's coming from Nuki second team. Um, both young lads, hopefully going to break into the first team. So yeah, two good signings. Okay, and of course, I mean, last season when we spoke to you, you finished runners up in the Dutchy Premier. You you skipped the East Cornwall Premier League uh, and go and went straight into the Superior League. So what was the thinking behind that? Um. Club ambition, I suppose, Dave. Um, chairman was very keen to push what we think is a very uh, able squad to play the highest standards it can. Um, a lot of our pre-season was against Imperians or South West Flintshire sides. So, yeah, ambition from the club, from the players, my, my manager, myself. Um, so, yeah, it was to get as high as possible and to achieve as much as possible with this great group of players. And I just noticed that your um, early season sort of fixtures are all away is that because you play your home games on a holiday park presumably yeah first couple of years well first four or five are away um, just to give us a chance to get everything up and running obviously it's a busy period of summer for the holiday uh, site but we'll be working over the summer to make sure everything's ready for our first home game and to be honest we're looking forward to that first home game being it's the first time we've ever played in the uh, senior league uh, and final question, I mean, how are you going to make sure that you keep Craig Allen? I bet the old uh, phone's been busy with seven days approaches and stuff like that, hasn't it? Um, to be honest, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the secret to keeping him is, you know, make sure he's enjoying his football. Um, most of his goals, you know, he, he plays the way we play as a team, so that, that benefits him. But, you know, he's a great lad and great goal scorer, and I'm sure he's happy at St Morgan, and hopefully he's happy for a couple of years and hopefully he keeps scoring like he is um, you know there weren't many strikers around like Craig and taking that big step up to Premier I'm sure he was good enough to score goals and so far he's scored nine in his last two matches against Saint League opposition so you know we'll see how we go but if we can keep him fit and keep him scoring we're in for a great chance to finish the league again this year I think OK well well done Ash on uh, your first game of the season and uh, we'll keep in touch during the campaign so what about that rapper Craig Allen three goals in six minutes that's some going isn't it yeah that's a great uh, great hatchet Dave isn't it he's um, I actually ripped down uh, five in 27 minutes mate but um, I didn't realise when you guys look at the minutes he's gone I didn't realise but you know you, you well done for noticing that mate the hatchet in six minutes but but uh, it's nice to speak to Ash, mate, isn't it? You know, he's uh, talks a lot of sense for such a young sort of player manager, mate. And what a great effort, mate. Your first ever senior game, mate. And, uh, you know, you scored 10 goals, mate, away from home. It was 2 all at half time, mate. Yeah. Well, wasn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, brilliant. And, brilliant. Uh, I mean, they played midweek as well before this, obviously, uh, uh, this uh, recording went out. And,. Uh, was it St Austell, wasn't it, they were playing? Um, and yeah, tough game, that one, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. But not a bad uh, scoreline at, at the end of the day, was it? Uh, sort of 2-0 oh. going down to, to, you know, last season's he scored Premier League champions. That's, that's right, Dave. You know, I would probably say, you know, I would probably make St Austell favourites to win the league, though. I don't know what you think. But um, this season, so, yeah, no disgrace at all in that. And I think it was a couple of late goals as well, Dave, wasn't it? You know, I think St Morgan did a good job for... 
70 odd minutes, mate, didn't they? Mm. So, yeah, good start in senior football for the Saints, mate. Well, I, I'm not going to actually. You, you said about St. Austell being champions. I'm not going to go against them because I got told off by their manager for uh, predicting a 3 0 win to Bude last week. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Yeah, I saw that, Dave. Yeah, Mark wasn't too happy with me, even though he? <laughs> <laughs> he, he reminded me that the Evely Cup was in uh, St. Austell's. Uh, Trophy cabinet, mate, up east. Yes, so, that's uh, true. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, back to the goal scoring. Back to the goal scoring yeah. achievements. Have you ever done anything as good as that or not? No, not as good as that, Dave. Not what? in, not mean, in your two thousand and five goals. You've no. you've failed to well, score three goals in quick fire motion or what? Well, the be- the best I did, Dave, was for, actually for Nuki, mate. Nuki. It was when I was playing. It was actually. I shouldn't have been there, Dave, really, because I was playing for Trevor on the Sunday, mate, Nuki first team. I was about 17, I think, mate, and Trevor put me in the first team. And um, I went down to watch the... I think we was playing up... Um, oh, it was up Devon somewhere, mate, on the Sunday. And um, I went down to watch the combo lads at Marazine, mate. And uh, I was there standing with, with the manager at the time, Ian Colwart and, and my dad, and that standing on the line. And... Um, they were one nil up, and, and like last twenty minutes, Marzain sort of started to get on top of it. And Ian said, "Have you got your boots, boy?" Yeah. And I said, oh, I, "I better not, mate. I don't know, I'm, you know, playing tomorrow, like for And he goes, "Just go and get your boots, mate." So I've got to make the comment. I couldn't even have any shin pads or anything, mate. And uh, wax and shorts and a shirt on, mate. I come on the last eight minutes, and um, we was one nil up. I think Alan Lenton scored, mate. One nil up, and uh, I had three shots and three goals, mate. Last eight minutes, so um, yeah, that was my quickest hat trick ever. I didn't even have a Paris impact one day, but just one of them games, mate. And you know, I think Ian was sort of wincing in case I got a big whack and <laughs> play on the Sunday. Track, he mate. wouldn't but, have been very popular, would he? So. No, no, he wouldn't have, mate. No, I think we was up Tatler spot, mate, actually, on the Sunday. I remember it now. I think we won 1 0 on Graham Nichols scored, mate, the, the mm-hmm. legendary Graham, mate, scored, but but uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's the quickest one I've ever had, David. I can I've had a few Sunday League ones, mate, you know, sort of at-tricks in less than 10 minutes. But, but that's, I think that's the only one I've had, mate, at senior level. I can't remember one at South Western, you know, having a quick one at South, you know, obviously quite a few at-tricks, but not, not anything, you know, like that, mate. I mean, that's pretty amazing, mate, isn't it? At-trick in six minutes, mate. Mm. I can remember scoring two in a game once. I can't uh, ever remember scoring a hat-trick, but... Um... Not bad from uh, full-back, mate. Uh, no, I think I might have been striker that day. It was a Sunday morning game for someone, so... Ah, um, uh, was it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Multi-talented, mate, multi-talented. Versatile. Yes, it, mate. That's no the, no good way. at any particular position, but OK, <laughs> at, uh, you know, most of them. So, uh. <laughs> Right, yeah, well, that was some result that we mentioned, uh, St Morgan 10-2. Another one that stood out... Um, Certainly for me last Saturday, it was Wendron's victory at Lanson in the Kitchen Kit Peninsula Premier West. Their manager, Jack Greenwood, was certainly satisfied with it as well. So, a 2-0 win at Lanson last Saturday. One of the results of the day, wasn't it, Jack? Yeah, I think so. Um, we were we were very pleased. Um, the uh, said to the paper, we, we probably weren't as surprised um, as, as others were. Uh, <clears throat> and... Uh, I don't know how much notice people take, but on that prediction league, I think the best result we had predicted for us was a, was a two-one loss, and most most people had us down as four or five nil. 
Um, so it was very pleasing to to, to go there and, um, and 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 get a result, um, and also to keep a clean sheet, um, and also with sort of six or seven starters out. So it was um, it was, it was a, a a really big result for us and a and a, and a good market to lay down early on in the season. Yeah, I'm assuming you're meaning the prediction league on the Cornwall Football Forum, are you? Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't take any notice of those people, but <laughs> but um, I mean I think the thoughts were you were going into a game. Uh, against an opposition that had just beaten someone 9-1. So there was surely a little bit of apprehension, wasn't there? Um, a, a little bit, yeah. Um, I mean, we, we knew that they were going to be a good side, or they are a good side. We knew that they were capable of scoring goals, um, regardless of the opposition to score nine goals in a game is um, takes some doing. And, and they were clearly going to be on a high from that. And they probably thought that we would be sort of in for the same sort of punishment and um, we've done a lot of work on playing against these better teams um, from the league above and, and, and how to cope with that and, and a, a game plan so like I say from our point of view it, um, uh, it, it was it was very pleasing that it that it went the way that we'd we, we planned but um, there was certainly apprehension for um, yeah to, to get the same sort of medicine that Stick had got but um, I think that's why I mentioned the clean sheet to keep a clean sheet against them is 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 huge as well, and uh, um, that that's a that's a just as big a positive for us as the um, as as the win. Yeah, that that's true actually because I know that I'm probably more to blame than most. That we always always talking about goal scorers and strikers, but a, a, a clean sheet, a defence that's doing its job is uh, just as important, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And um, when I first took over, we 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 used to ship a lot of goals, and um, we've we've improved defensively over time. And um, our defensive record last year was actually pretty good. Um, we know it's going to come under sort of a tougher test and more scrutiny this year. Um, but the it's it's important when we've got a fantastic goalkeeper in Danny, um, who who did save a penalty, um, and he'll be he'll be pleased with that he. he Made a um, made an error against Penzance, which is unlike him. And uh, I know that he takes these things in his stride, but I also know that that will have that will have hurt him. So, it, from that point of view, it was good for him to um, to, to make a, a really big contribution. But um, I think it was it wasn't just the defence and the goalkeeper. It was it was all over. I think we we, we defended from the front, and um, we we never them to not having a huge amount of chances or, or or really carving us open, which is the pleasing thing. It's not as if our goalkeeper was outstanding and our our defenders were making last minute blocks and tackles and 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 goal line headers and everything else like that. It was a um, it was a solid display all over the park. So um, that that's the the pleasing thing is that as a defensive unit as a team we're we're we're, we're look, we were looking quite sound anyway. You mentioned Danny there, your goalie Danny Stedman. Now I know that he signed for Truro City uh, as you know on their books as such. But I was talking to his dad the other day, and he said perhaps he's a little bit too laid back. <laughs> yeah, um, you could say he's laid back. It's funny I spoke to him the other day and just said that when you because he obviously a goalkeeper make mistakes, and nine times out of ten they result in goal. And I just said, oh, how how do you feel when you when you do that? He said, well, just get on with it. He said, there's no point dwelling on it he said I try and learn from them but he said you can't let it beat us beat you up because otherwise it will um it will play on your mind the next time and um which is actually quite a sort of admirable um quality and and a, and a good trait to have I think in him he, we're, we're trying to make sure he doesn't he, yeah we, we don't want him to be too laid back or or too cocky um but a bit of arrogance and uh 
um, a slightly more relaxed attitude has served him well so far. So we're not we're not going to stifle that. But he's um, he's a he's a very very good goalkeeper. He's got a bright future. Um, we forget he's only I think he's only 18. Um, so he's got a, um, a a good footballing career ahead of him. But yeah, if if we could make him, I think sometimes when he's on the ball, um, if he could just look a little bit more urgent, then um, then that that would fill me with a bit more confidence. But ultimately, we're not gonna we're not gonna change him, and, and nor do we want to because it served him well so far. <laughs> now I see uh, Rory Jarvis got your second goal against Lancelot. Now I thought he looked quite lively in a pre-season friendly. I I saw you guys play. Uh, tell us a little bit more about him. Um, so Rory um, has he came in from Sticker last year um, and has been a, a, a sort of breath of fresh air for us. He's been he's been fantastic in in, in many ways. Um, he's he's a, a, a good goal scorer, but I think the biggest thing is he, he he brings the whole team forward. And I touched on earlier us being able to sort of defend from the front, um, and and Rory's huge in that. I mean, he he just doesn't give defenders a, a moment's rest. He's he's incredibly fit um he's strong he's a he's a he's a big lad now as well um and i'd imagine that most defenders that have played against him know they've played against him or know they've been in the game um he's he's another one that's got a um an arrogance about him that is channeled correctly nine times out of ten and um he just he loves to play football and and that's evident from the moment he gets onto the pitch he just doesn't stop running or chasing things down and um and like I say, he's, he's very, very lively and, and a real handful to play against. So we know that when we've got him in the team, um, that he's, uh, like I say, it's not just so much what he does on the ball or, or his goal scoring. It's the fact that I think when when we're under the cost a bit or, or if we know we play a, a longer pass, that actually the rest of the team go and support him because there's half a chance he's going to win a corner or a throw in or, or maybe even pick the pocket of the defender. So I think it gives the rest of the team confidence that they can go and go and support him and, and will actually commit to an attack rather than just thinking, oh, it's a lost ball and um, we're not going to get anything from that. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just wait for them to attack us again. So we, we, we get up because when we've got Roy in the team, the, the, whole, the whole team go forward and uh, that's a, a big factor in our play. And going forward, well, the season as a whole, it's going to be looking forward to it at Wednesday night. I mean, you're playing with the big boys this season. The lights are going up soon. Everything's yeah. everything's looking good at Wendron, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, that can all come it can all come crashing down when you, after a couple of defeats or a couple of heavy defeats. So we're, we're very mindful of that. But we're, we're determined to enjoy it this year. We're, de- we're determined not to be the whiffing boys that I think a lot of people think that we would be. Ultimately, though, having said that, the, the the main aim, Pete said to me at the start of the season, he said, just keep us in the league. And whether that's by a, a goal or a point on the last day of the season, he said, I don't care. So we're, we're here to enjoy it. Um, and that's the one thing I've said to the players is that there's no point us being fearful in these in these games against the bigger teams and um, the more established clubs because that's going to make up a fair percentage of the season. And we all we all work during the week. Um and look forward to a Saturday. Um, so why, why would we? Why would we not go and enjoy it? And why would we be fearful of them? So, yeah, it's um, everything's looking good. We can't wait for the. We've got our first game at home on Saturday, and then soon, um, in a couple of weeks' time, we've got our first game under lights at Wendron. So that's going to be a, a, a really proud and historic moment for us, and uh, a sign of how far the club's come. So um, yeah, there's 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 lots to look forward to. And finally, Simplazy Saturday. You've got to be looking at three points there, surely. Well, I, I think... Um, Help we, the we predictions. Don't... Help the predictions. I need <laughs> to know. I need to know this, Jack. 
Yeah, like you said, I don't know how much you can't help but look at the predictions. But you sort of, if they, if everyone's got you down as a win, and you think everyone in, in there's a really good pundit, if they've got you down to lose, then they don't know what they're talking about. But um, no, there's some lazy games going to be tough. We um, we we had a really good game against them away around the same sort of time last year, and we we nicked it late on with a two-one win, um, and then we played them at home um, towards the end of the season, and there was a we should have won the game actually, but we 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 escaped with a draw. Um, I think Danny saved a penalty in that game as well, but we we nearly lost it, having dominated and had a goal disallowed for offside wrongly. Um, so we're we're not taking it lightly, and, and I think with the greatest respect, and I know that the other those clubs will be saying the same about us, but with the likes of St Blasey and and Penzance, we started the season with that they're the they're the teams that we need to be taking points off to to, to stand a chance, and the rest of the games are free hits, and if we get anything from them, great, but. Um, one thing that we're not great at is when we're expected to win is is performing well. So, yes, we're we're looking at it very much as because it's at home. It's the first home game of the season. We're very much looking at it as a um as as our um uh as a as a game that we should be winning. But we we're not going to be taking it lightly. Right. Okay. I th- I think that means I'm going to put it down as a narrow home victory. But um, <laughs> that's a safe bet, Dave. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Right. Thanks, Jack, for that great stuff. Always listening to what you got to say and. Uh, Enjoy the season. Thank you very much. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you again. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. I reckon Wendra might surprise a few this season, you know, Rappo? Yeah, I do actually, Dave. I mean, they did well last year, to be honest, didn't they? In the, in the West Division, the old, the old West Division now, you say, mate. Um, mm. It's fun. To, but um, I think they finished sixth, was it, mate, in that? So, I mean, I think Jack's done a great job, mate, in his like a couple of seasons there, mate, he's just improved it, improved it, mate, and he, and, I mean, I didn't expect that result, mate, after Lunks and Beach Sticker 9-1, you know, no. last week, and going up there, mate, and keeping a clean sheet and winning 2-0, I mean, that's, that's some result, mate, isn't it, really? Yeah. Result. And, and obviously the floodlights going up soon, mate, are, are under the lane, aren't they? So, you know, they've got a, it's, uh, you know, Jack's doing well to build a team on the pitch to go with their lovely facilities off it, you know, that lovely surface they got there, and, yeah, Jack's doing a fantastic job, mate. Good, yeah. good on Benjamin. Brilliant. I wonder what project uh, Peter Thorne is going to try next, because uh, I mean he's been there for years and years and years, and really is is the the man behind most of it. Um, uh, is he going to be satisfied with floodlights, or is he going to go higher and bigger and better <laughs> than that? I don't know. Uh, Knowing Peter, mate, he's he's probably got something else in his head, mate. Once those (laughs) lights are up and running, mate, I mean, what a fantastic job, mate, he's done, hasn't he? Yeah. You know, to to get the funding and the grants and all, you know, when I remember when the, you know, Jack and Ben were kids, mate, you know, playing sort of the, you know, the Sharon Wood tournament, Dave, you know, on that Sunday, you know, there was like probably like 80 odd kids, you know, all age levels, mate, playing, I mean, Absolutely fantastic what, what Wendron has done, mate. So, yeah, long may it continue for him, mate. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Right, it's one of your favourite moments, Rappo. Is it, mate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is when you're able to tell me how much we won last week with our bet of the week. Yeah, crikey, mate. Uh... Isn't it? Nah, it's not good news again, Dave. It's not not the best start to the season, mate. To be fair, we must be um, in we must be in minus now then, by the sounds of things. 
Yeah, well, we've got three quid profit left, mate. <laughs> so, so when this bet goes on, mate, it'll be the first time we've ever been in minus, uh, mate. So, so, we, we, so yeah. we need to put a pound in each to supplement the potty. Uh, potty. <laughs> potty or kitty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, crikey, mate. It's gone to pot, mate. I know that. <laughs> yeah. but, um, so did, nah, we, did we get any right or not? Oh, yeah, mate, it was going well, Dave. Well, to be fair, mate, it's pretty unlucky, mate. I mean, look through what we did. We got Atletico Madrid right, Solio right, mate. The City-Tottenham game, mate. Remember Jesus scored the winner, mate, in the injury time? Didn't count, handball. Exactly, got Vard off, mate. That handball is ridiculous, uh, you know. Well, the the VAR was okay. It was the handball that is a stupid rule, isn't it? Law. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm for the VAR, Dave, aren't you? No, I am for no, that. no, no, don't like oh, it. Right. Nah, I think there's millions of pounds in football, mate, and there's too much pressure on the refs to get things right, so I think it will help them out a little bit, but mm. apart from the time it takes to come to it, but, that, but like you say, yeah, it's that actual handball rule that's rubbish, mate, isn't it? But, so that was that one against us, and then it's St. Petersburg, they were at them as their own bank here. They drew nil nil, mate, against that <laughs> team we've never really heard of. And, and they had they had ten men for eighty three minutes, mate, and Zenit couldn't put them away. Oh, so goodness me. I, I can't take the blame for that, Dave, can I? Surely. Surely and um and Valencia, mate, oh mate, I watched the La Liga Spanish highlights. They're on I T V, mate, on a Tuesday night now for yeah. anyone that likes a bit of La Liga, mate. Oh, what time are they on? Yeah, they're on last day, on a Every Tuesday night at about eleven o'clock, mate. Oh, right. So set your set your Sky Plus for that, mate. I haven't got um, Sky. Yeah. Oh no, you haven't, mate. Have you? No, <laughs> a, or, or set set your <laughs> whatever, mate, for that. Um, yeah, BT, mate, is it or alarm or, clock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's on. Yeah, good. I like that era, mate. I like show oh, the right. Liga. Oh, so yeah, and obviously, um, honestly, mate, I watched Valencia, mate. He, um, they were one nil up. Old mate, he went around the keeper, hit the post with open goal, and then that uh, Gamero, mate, Kevin Gamero scored about twenty five goals last season, blasted a penalty over the bar, and then uh, as so often happens, mate, so she had that scored in the one hundred. And first minute, mate, Crikey. 11 minutes of injuries, yeah. So I was pretty unlucky, to be fair, mate, last week. You know, just, mm. you know, everything, every game went, you know, went against us, really, mate. So yeah, okay. just hoping for better luck this week, mate. Yep. So we'll write that one off. And uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> just remember, everyone, that uh, uh, bet safe because um, you don't want to lose any money, do you, Rappo? No, definitely not, mate. No. <laughs> Lost a bit late. I mean, the last last series, Dave, I won. I won on the first three attempts, mate. The first three shows, but but this series, mate, uh, lost all three so far. So I'm hoping these four games, mate. Um, there's two on Saturday, two on Sunday, Dave, and it's a fiver. I've not got over the top this week, mate. It's a fiver for twenty-one quid. So I just no. want to get some money, yep. some profit back in the pot, really, Dave. So okay. So who are we going with? <laughs> Yeah, I've gone for um, I've gone for Liverpool, mate. This is the Saturday tea time game, mate. Liverpool one to two at home to Arsenal, mate. Big mm-hmm. game, 
but um, Arsenal not got a good record at Anfield, Dave, and I just think Liverpool. You know, I said that about City last week, and I City Spurs, <laughs> to be honest. But but I think they're they're probably two. You know, City and Liverpool were the two challengers. So both won their opening games, right? To be honest, both you know both on six points from two games, but I just think Liverpool win that one, mate. One to two, I thought was a mm. decent price. Okay. Um, and then I've gone for Juventus, mate. The Serie A starts this weekend, Dave, in right. Italy. So uh, I've gone for Juve. Look, you know, obviously they've won it, what, eight seasons in a row, is it, mate? A bit, bit like the Celtic uh, situation in Scotland. I mean, they're, they're away to Parma, um, which, you know, I think Parma struggled to get to what I just about stayed in Serie A last season, mate. So should be Aaron Ramsey's debut, I think, mate. Oh, yeah. On the fit, mate. Yeah, so... So hopefully he'll play, mate, but I'll go and everything, mate. And they're one to three, mate, to win away to Parma. So I can't see him not winning, mate, really. Too okay. good. Um, and then the two Sunday games, mate, are Leipzig. I've gone for them in Germany. They won 4-0 away last week at uh, New Boys Union Berlin, mate. Uh, I mean, they thrashed them, really, mate. Oh, I, I quite enjoy the Bundesliga. I think it's my second favourite league, Dave, after Premier League, Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. You know, Pat Craig, yeah. I think, they, I think they know what they're doing in Germany, mate. You know, I went to watch Wolfsburg a few seasons ago, you know, against Real Madrid, that competition I won, mate. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. The old, yeah, the old Walker's Crisp um, <laughs> competition, mate. <laughs> yeah, lucky, uh, lucky I ate a few bags of salt vinegar, mate. <laughs> But yeah, I had a brilliant time and I thought flipping it, you know, the Germany know how to put on a match rape. So um yeah, you already ever see a empty seat in the in the Bundesliga game do so but they're at home to Frankfurt, mate, who did well last year but they lost the the front three. They got sold for quite a few million, mate, Frankfurt. So I think Leipzig at home, mate, they're one to two, which is a good price I think, mate. So I've got them own to beat Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last one, mate, is Santos, mate, in Brazil. Pally's old team, mate. Blimey, we're going all around the world this week. Yeah. Um, mate, I've been, I've been scratched. <laughs> I've been scraping the barrel for us. <laughs> i just got to get some money in that pot, mate. I know we, we've never had a minus. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't like it, mate, seeing that minus two quid mm. on the screen. So, yeah, I've gone to Santos, mate. They're top of the Brazilian league, mate, going well. They're playing a team called... Fortaleza, mate, are a fourteen. So they've got to, they've got to win that, and make sure. And they and they've got like some big teams, only two points behind them. They make breathing down the next. They've got Flamengo, Palmeiras, and Sao Paulo. So Sao Paulo, mm. mate. Mm. They've just signed uh, Danny Alves, mate. Oh, Danny yeah. Alves, yeah, yeah. He's that's his own team, mate. He's just gone back there. Uh, 36 years old, mate, gone back there to finish his career with his own, with his own team. So, mm. scored as well on his debut, mate, in a 1-0 win. So, dream start for old Danny, mate. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's the that's the four day, really, mate. OK, so four games, Liverpool, Juventus, Leipzig and Santos. So uh, Yes, mate. Right, so let's hope uh, we have a little yeah. bit of luck with those. I hope so, mate. Due a bit, mate. With you, yeah, because otherwise, uh, the good number of listeners were getting tune, tuning in every week. Uh, it was around about the 300 mark again last week. Uh, they'll be turning off if we're not careful. Yeah, mate, they'll lose the faith, mate. Won't they? If they've got any at the moment, mate, they'll be... Uh, yeah, it's, that's brilliant, Dave. Thanks to everyone, mate. Was that over a thousand in three shows, mate? Yeah. Isn't it? So, yeah. excellent. Thanks, everyone. Yep. Yeah. 
And don't forget, if you're listening to this for the very first time, if you want to make sure you don't miss any other future episodes, all you have to do is search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football on your favourite podcast platform. Click, listen, enjoy. Back to the interviews. And let's hear from Jack Barbary of St Dennis after their two opening Peninsula games. Four all against Dobwalls, two all against Falmouth. How do you see the start to the season uh, at St Dennis for you then, Jack? Obviously, on Wednesday, I was disappointed against Dobwalls from being 3-0 up to draw four each. Um, so we threw away, really, to get first three points and a good start on the board. And then Saturday against Falmouth, we were excellent. And against the top team, we knew it was in for a tough afternoon. But we managed to come away with a point and fully deserved, I think. Yeah, I mean, if 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 we're being realistic, you would have expected a win against Dob Walls, probably a defeat against a side like Falmouth. So uh, I guess it's disappointing as a manager to have dropped points, but uh, but then you've got to you've got to give your players credit for that uh, draw against Falmouth, indeed, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Like on on Wednesday. We come in obviously four each, and it felt like a loss in the changes because we could see the two late goals. Obviously, the, the equaliser was in the 98th minute, and then we had a draw again on the Saturday, and then that draw felt like a win. So it's good, good that way. And then this, well, disappointing on Wednesday, and then chuffed a bit on Saturday. Was it much of a different side for the two games, or pretty much the same eleven that started? And now on on Saturday we were struggling. We had uh, six players missing Ooh. from from Wednesday, and we start well. We had eleven first team players, and then I had two second team players on the bench. So where so, were, where were the six that weren't there then? Uh, Mikey Davis is injured. Right. Paul Robertson and Mark Rowe were on holiday, and I had two working. Right, and uh, well, someone else just couldn't make it that that day. So, yeah. I mean, th- th- this is a, I, I guess, a problem nearly every club has every week now, isn't it? In in the modern day football, people have to work. You know, uh, whereas when I was playing, Saturday was football, and that was it. But it's changed. Yeah. It's changed, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. But then that, they got young families, kids. People have kids younger now, so they have to work to get the money. I'd take it. So <laughs> that's that's probably it. But obviously, I'll never. You can't stop stop people from working. That is what gets them the money to pay their bills. So they just that's what. So, so be it. Yeah. So back to the football, and of course, uh, out of your six goals you've scored, Jacob Rowe, I think, has got five of them, isn't he? Yes. 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 Yeah. So he yeah. did. He did well last season. He started off where he left off. Yeah, he started off really well, so I'm a bit worried because people are going to start taffing him up now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, yeah, he's, he's started off, he's, even in pre-season, he, was, he plays cricket as well, so he didn't play much pre-season. Because mm. like obviously, we have a little agreement with him that he can play cricket while the friendlies are on, but as soon as the season starts, he comes and plays the football. So, But yeah, he's hit the ground running, really. How good a cricketer is he then? Not as good as he is at football. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all thought, actually, that you're going to be short of goals at St Dennis with, obviously, Carl Rickard going to Newquay. Uh, that must have been a, a slight concern to you as the manager. Yes, it is. But then, obviously, we had, I've had the conversation with, with everyone, like, if they get offered the, the money and that, they do. 
they were they were going to leave because obviously we don't pay the money. So as soon as they get offered that kind of money, it'd be silly to turn it down himself, really. So well, that's a very uh, uh, nice way of looking at it. But as a manager of someone like St Dennis, would would you would you like to manage a side that's got a budget or not? Um, I'm n- not really, because then obviously people, will, players will moan that if he's on more money than he is and he's not playing as well as they are, they were. They get like that, won't they? they they'd be a bit. If someone's on sixty pound and on the bench, and someone at forty pound is playing, why is the person that's playing not getting the sixty, and the ones on the bench getting the six, yeah. the forty? So, so it could... you know, we're happy not to, not to pay money because it, oh, you know, it could cause trouble with him coming up. Yeah, and the club's come a long way though, isn't it? In recent years, I mean, I was looking earlier, and ten years ago you actually rejoin the East Cornwall Premier. So uh, what's the latest there with the floodlights and that sort of thing? Uh, the flood, the floodlights, we're now, well, we're now getting uh, pri- the prices together and then they're, they're, we'll be getting them done as soon as we can. Um, so, well, that's basically it. That's all I've... To be fair, I'm not having much to do with that side of it. No. So, but all, that's sort of the, the latest I've heard is that it'll all be... It's all being done now. We've got a couple of people coming to like price the price the lights, and then we're going to get them done. Hopefully, before the beginning of the next season. And back on the pitch Saturday, you've got another big one. Bobman Town coming to Boscoan Park. Yeah, but Bobman on Saturday. We're away to Godolphin on Wednesday. Yeah. So hopefully we we'll get a result there, and then go from Bobman and. Hopefully we put in another shift like we did against Falmouth and then you never know what will happen. It's great stuff though, isn't it? I mean, the likes of you playing, you know, Falmouth Town, one of the biggest clubs in the in the county, Bobman, one of the most successful in the last 12, 15 years. Sometimes, I guess the people at St Dennis must have to sort of just stand back and pinch themselves to realise how, how well you're doing there. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, most of the team have been at St Dennis for... Probably those ten years that you mentioned earlier on, they played for the Dutchy football up to East Cornwall, and now to where they are now is credit credit to them. They've all stuck together. Yes, we've had a few players leave now and then, but all the like local ones they've stuck stuck through it and got to got to where they are. And it is a bit of a shock that we're there, <laughs> but then maybe they they deserve it. They deserve the chance to be in that. Okay, well, enjoy it whilst you can, whilst it's still, whilst you're still there, uh, Jack, and uh, we wish you the best for the season. Yeah, no worries. Thank you very much, Dave. Your Cornish Soccer Podcast. Yeah, of course, Dennis picked up their first win of the season on Wednesday, beating uh, Godolphin 2-1 with that man, Jacob Rowe, getting the goals. They're going well, aren't yeah. they, Rappo? They're all right, Dave, aren't they? I mean, I was well impressed with their result at home to Bournemouth on Saturday, mate. Um... Did you see Jack Bowyer's goal, by the way, mate, for Bournemouth? No. Uh, on, uh, I, think, I, think, yeah, I think I might have seen that on Instagram, actually, David. I don't know if it's Twitter. Great, great strike, mate, from Jack. Really short turn and smashed it in the roof of the net, mate. But uh, Bournemouth needed that goal, Dave, because, you know, St. Dennis, well, I think, went on, didn't they, to get the point. But like you say, mate, Jacob Rowe on fire, mate. Seven in three games, I make that, mate. Yeah. For, uh, for Jaffa, mate. Yeah. So, uh, Why do they call him Jaffa, then? I don't know, mate. Does he like a biscuit? Does he like a chocolate biscuit, mate? Do you think? Oh, I'm hoping it's that, mate. Isn't it? I'm hoping it's that one. It'd be yeah. a bit mean if it's anything else, mate, would it? But um... yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, good return though. As you said, um, plenty of goals yeah. from him. And um, well, let's hope that he doesn't get injured or anything because uh, he's the yeah. main man at the moment. 
Yeah, big player really, mate. Because obviously with you know Corlo, mate, Cole Rickle going to Nuki in the summer, mate. I mean, you know Corlo's natural finisher, mate. Any great finisher. So a lot of goals gone there. So Jacob's sort of stood up to the plate there, mate. Any and doing really well. Great start to season for a striker, mate. Seven and three. That's fantastic and and quite refreshing interview, mate, with Jack. I thought they really good. I mean. You know, it's nice to, to see a manager not too worried or don't really want the budget. <laughs> no, that's right. Be more problems having it than not having it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought that was quality, mate, really. I mean, like you said, if you haven't got a budget, no one can moan about he's on this and I'm on that, can they? So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Everyone's on nothing, so it's brilliant, mate, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, they're, they're doing well. Yeah, and and the, to think that you know what is it ten seasons ago they were just coming out of or just coming in back into the East Cornwall Premier so uh, they're holding their own there aren't they, aren't they in mid Cornwall? Yeah, a bit like we said about Wendron Dave, wasn't it really? I mean they've they've come on leaps and bounds. You know facilities up at St Dennis now, mate. You've seen them steadily improve, mate. I mean, you know, over the seasons, and I think another club that are getting their lights up soon, mate, and they St Dennis so. Well, so, they, they've uh, got a little bit further to go than uh, the likes of yeah. Mosul and um, and Wendron, but uh, yeah, the intention is to have lights there by the end of the season, as Jack said. So, uh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. They'll be able to yeah. they'll be able to see their way into the uh, incinerator there, then, won't they? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's. I get the old Sunderland voice out there, so David, that's yeah, that's in the papers most week. That is. <laughs> I was going to say if it's working. Yeah, yeah, a lot of controversy, mate, with that, isn't there? But, um, hmm. but now, good on to tennis, mate. You know, well done, mate. Great start to the season. Good to see, mate. Good to see. Yep. And like you know, and as I always say, thanks to Jack for coming on, and everyone that we interview. Um, uh, everyone's more than you know happy to to have a chat with us. So that's good as well. Yeah, yeah, good to good to hear different voices, mate. I mean. Well done to you, Dave, as well, you know, for doing all these interviews, mate. I've got the easy bit, mate, and I thanks for all you do, mate, for this show. That's all right. I've got the worst bit, listening to you every week. Yeah, exactly, mate. <laughs> right then, it's uh, it actually, oh, no, it's over to you now, isn't it, for the Superior League feature. I'm going to sit back and for the next two hours, I'm going to just sit back and listen, and don't forget what, we, you were told early in the week that there is an East Division to this. That's right, mate. I was I was putting me place by Mark, mate, when I so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, mate. I'm, obviously, I live up the East now, but you know I'm a West boy, mate, and I but I live up the East now, so um, you know I've got to uh, yeah, got to be uh, fair to both uh, sides of the county, mate, and me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting start, Dave. Um, I'll start off in the West, mate. Um, we got a. Uh, well, definitely a standout result of the day was Mullion's 5-1 win at Oxland Park, mate. Um, Rob Carey, mate, son of Alan, who we had on the show last week, uh, he scored an outstanding hat-trick, apparently. Uh, friend of the show, mate, Steve Abbott-Smith, scored a Luggins late consolation goal, but, but I think that was a fantastic result for Mullion, mate. I can't see too many teams coming away from Oxland Park with a, with a 5-1, mate, this season, so great start for them. Um, St. Ives and Falmouth, mate, they fought out a 1-1 draw at the Saltings. Uh, Ross Duncan for the Saints and Sam Bromley for Town, both on target. Rodrigo United got off to a good winning start, mate, at Clyde Croft, beating Ludgeman 2-0. Um, 
Lewis Matthews with a great free kick, and 16-year-old Charlie Hawthorne both netted in that one. Uh, Pedrin also got off to a winning start. Um, well, despite forcing 21 corners in the match that they pretty much dominated, Dave, they, they only had a solitary Jack Rapsy goal to show for their efforts in a in a tight 1-0 win over a quite impressive Mosul, mate, who were Junior Cup winners last year. So they've made the step up uh, very well. They've, I'll just tell you in a minute, they're one in midweek as well, but um, they, I thought Mosul. Um, Hale got off to a good start in the league, mate. In the league's game of the day, really, beating St. Day 3-1 at Trevassic Park. Nathan Ampton, Liam Mooney and Cameron Irish uh, a few uh, goal scorers and names who are recognised there, mate. Uh, got the goals. Um, another result, really, mate. <clears throat> Match and Mullions probably belong to St Agnes, mate. They beat Alston 2-1 at Ennis Park. I thought that was an impressive result, really. First game of the season. Spoke to Alston keeper, Scoffy, mate. Brian Scoffy, mate. Everyone's mate. Scoffy, mate. Top bloke. I mean, he's always honest in his opinion. Win or lose, mate. Scoffy, Dave, and he said, and he said to be fair, mate. Despite Alston missing a host of chances during the 90 minutes, Aggie probably deserved the victory on the day. So, so that was the uh, opening six games in the West Division, mate. And as you mentioned, Mullion had a great uh, victory, uh, and uh, for a short while they were top of the table. It's yeah, it's brilliant. a joint manager setup down there at Clifton Park this season. Rob Kerry. And firstly, we listen to uh, Neil Rollinson. You've got off to a great start, guys, haven't you? In the in the new Superior League. Yeah, um, we yeah definitely oh, definitely we were um, very happy with the result. We went into Saturday kind of not knowing what to expect of ourselves, not knowing what to expect from a Luggan. So um, you know to come away with a fairly sizable win was certainly a good start from our perspective. Um, much to work on, but you can't be disappointed with a five-one win away from home to start the season. What do you mean, much to work on? You won five-one for goodness' sake. <laughs> It was early days, you know. We, you know, this is mine and Rob's sort of first time together managing. It's our first proper season managing full time, so there's lots to learn from from our perspective. Um, but you know, overall the, the performance was very positive. I mean, you can nitpick and you can pick things out, but then ultimately, if we win five one every week, we won't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Now, Rob, you got a hat trick, didn't you, uh, against Delugan, Uh And you're also the fellow co-manager there at Mullion. So, uh, should it have been more, or, or are you happy? with those three you got um yeah no it probably was a couple of chances that maybe i could have done better with but i was uh no i was very happy with with the three to be honest with you um we uh i think that we we played well um all across really the, the pitch i don't really think it was just about <laughs> me getting three goals <laughs> i'm sure it wasn't i'm sure it's a team effort but um, you've taken on this co-manager lark i mean why surely you could have just carried on playing for someone couldn't you um, last year, Neil was uh, doing the role with a couple of guys there that that maybe couldn't couldn't do it again this season, and he wasn't sure at the start of the season how much he'd be playing. So I said to him last season that I'd probably be heading back this year, and it, it just made sense to offer a bit of help really to him. Neil, uh, let's talk to you again. You, you know, you, you were thirteenth out of nineteen last season in the Combination League. Have you sort of? tweaked with the squad of, uh, much or is it pretty much the same players uh, apart from you know one or two like Rob 
we've we've definitely added players. We've added um, quality players as well. I think the players that we added are sort of been in and around or above this level for a number of years. So the ones that have come in have certainly helped. Obviously, Rob's brought in, um, you know, himself and a couple of others. Um, and you know, obviously the club and myself have brought in a few others to help. I mean, we had a really rocky season last year. You know, we, um, we basically well, I found out I'd be doing a job about a week before the season where we had about four or five players signed on. So, you know, we had some very good results last year. Um, but we had some very disappointing results at the same time. So, um, you know, I think with with a season under my belt, with a pre-season under our belts, I think, you know, we, Rob and I are certainly aiming to be higher up in the table than where we were last year. So, um, you know, I, I'm not reading too much into what happened last year. We're trying to focus on the positive things that have happened over the off-season and, and obviously starting with a positive result on Saturday, hoping, hoping to look up towards the top end of the table rather than where we were last year. Because mm. how easy is it to actually get players... I mean, where you're situated on the Lizard Peninsula, there can't be that many players there to choose from, surely. <laughs> you're, you're right. It, it's difficult. I mean, and obviously you've got clubs like Paul Flever and Helston, you know, who are, you know, they've got the budgets they've got, they've got the pool that they've got, they're, you know, they're located where they are. So there's lots of competition for the good players that there are. You know, Rob and I, I think, benefit from the fact that we're local. We've been around, you know, involved in the club for a number of years. That's kind of bought us a little bit of, um, you know, probably respect among local players. And I think that's helped us sort of go go after the players we have you know don't get me wrong there's players that we were hoping to come across from some sort of lower leagues that didn't want to make that step up for whatever reason and obviously that was frustrating to us partly probably played by the budgets we have and where we're situated but um, you know we're lucky that we've managed to build up a strong squad of local boys we haven't pulled players in from left right and centre to come and play for us they're all local and, and I think that kind of reflects in the work rate and, and, and you know the attendance to training the attendance and matches that we're hoping to see but it's certainly a challenge and, and, and it's one that you know we we were aware of I've been aware of for a number of years I'm sure previous managers have been aware of but um, you know if we can keep the squad we've got together now and potentially add one or two as the season goes by we'll be sort of more than happy you mentioned budgets there but have you got one or not no, we don't. No, um, <laughs> I was we, say. we work with what we've got. You know, the boys there are there because they want to be there, and you know, we've we've touched on budgets, and we'd love to have one. And if we had one, would we? How would we spend it? Sometimes it can sort of cause more problems than it solves. But um, you know, the boys that we've got, as I said, are, are here because they want to be here, and that you, you know, as, as much as we'd like to be able to pay players money, it's also nice to know that people aren't just turning up for the money; they're turning up because they want to be playing for money in, and they want to be playing for you know either myself or Rob. Yeah. And Rob, uh, the name Kerry goes back a long way with Mullin. Uh, obviously, your dad uh, was a player there and manager, I think. Um, so, have you learnt anything off him, you know, for this manager lock or not? Uh, I think I've probably learnt off of all of the managers I've played from, to be fair. I think as most players um, turn up each week, you can either just turn up and do the bare minimum or you can try and take on board what they are trying to achieve. So, so yeah, I, I definitely picked up from, uh, from him and, and the other guys I've played for. Who's the best manager you've played under? Oh, I couldn't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I noticed there um, in your squad Saturday, you had three with the surname Lug, Jordan, Jacob and Joe. I'm assuming they must be all related. Yeah, they're all, all related, all local. Um, few of them, yeah, well... Two of them probably played played more minutes on Saturday than, than the other. Um, Joe, um, who sort of lives away and will hopefully help out. But 
Um, you know, they're, again, they're all local boys. They've all sort of been in and around Mullion or playing at a sort of higher land, uh, higher level recently. So it's great to have them all on the team sheet. Um, you know, we obviously give them a bit of abuse about who we think is the better of the three. They um, they tend to give it to each other as well. So it's nice to have that. Um, you know, it's nice to have boys that like playing with each other and know each other, obviously, as well as brothers playing in your side. It kind of gives you a bit of an edge. It gives you that familiarity. But it certainly um, keeps keeps the nicknames interesting. Well, yes, I bet. And is there any confusion? Because they've all got the, the letter J at the start. I mean, it must be uh, sometimes tricky as to who you actually... Well, I think their dad's called John and the mum's called June, so there must be something <laughs> about the letter they like. Uh, <laughs> right, OK. But yeah, yeah they're, all, they're all good boys. We're happy to have all of them, um, you know, and, and, and we just have to make sure we only pick one at a time, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and Rob, I mean, what, what's the expectation there, come the end of the season from Mullion, do you reckon? We would just like to be up there mixing it as much as we can and with the, the, the teams that are expected to do well. You know, we will probably surprise a few teams this year. Um, we, we, we know that it won't take long before people realise they, they should have a game on their hands um, when they come down to Mullion. Um, but there's no expectation from the club uh, on us to, to have to do, you know, extremely well. We just want to get out there and do, it, do, it, do as well as we possibly can and hopefully be somewhere near near those top four or five towards the end of the season. OK, and finally, I noticed Mullion FC this season being a little bit more active on the social media front. Uh, how come? It's just something that we're trying to push. You know, Mullion as a club, you know, it's, it's, it's got a nice clubhouse. Everyone sort of knows the club, likes the club, and it's just trying to take the club forward now. You know, we, we don't want to be the kind of managers who are happy with mid-table sides. We don't want to be the kind of managers who are just happy going forward as things are. We want to change things. We want to make the clubhouse better. We want to make the change rooms better. We want to make the whole environment better because we think that's ultimately going to lead to sort of a better performance on the pitch, you know, more interest from players. Um, you know, social media is something that's, you know, it's free. We can all do it when you've got the know-how, when you've got the time. Mullion's got a lot of, um, you know, good people there willing to give up their own time. And, you know, from Rob and I's perspective, it's just trying to channel channel those those times and that effort into into something productive and certainly being active across the social media is just a, a good way to kind of give sponsors something back it's a good way just to raise a little bit of awareness you know kids these days who are 15 16 17 18 starting playing they're all on social media and they all see that sort of thing and and it's nice that now molly and i are competing with some of these other local clubs to do it as well yeah great stuff uh, and keep mm. it up and uh, let's uh, let's hope a good result for you tomorrow at st agnes against st agnes yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, well, we've got a platform to build on, and we'll uh, well, we'll certainly be making sure the boys don't rest on the laurels, and that we uh, we hopefully try and be as competitive as we can, and, and and we'll certainly be aiming for another three points. But we know it won't come easy. One final question I've just thought of, actually, Neil. If if <laughs> yeah. Rob has a bad game, are you going to give yeah. him a rollicking or what? Well, on uh, on Saturday he had scored twice, and I was getting messages from the sidelines that I should take him off before he got his hat trick. <laughs> so I think if he keeps scoring, then uh, he'll keep playing definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> Stuff. Keep All it right. up. Yeah. Yep. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks to Rob and Neil for that, mate. Good to hear from them down uh, down Mullion, mate. Um, like you say, mate. Some more. Was it newbies on the show, Dave? Was it? Well, yes. That's that's the aim, isn't it? Get uh, at yeah. least one newbie on uh, every week. And uh, well, does that count yeah. as two or one? No, well done, mate. No, I think you can, you've got a brace there, mate. I think you've notched a brace there. But well done, mate. Did you think but Rob so, sounded like his dad? Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah I, I thought that. I, yeah, 
certain words, mate, on it. I thought, crikey, you know, you're going to sound like Alan, like, but, uh, mm. but no, he's obviously picked up a few tips off of Al, mate, and he, <laughs> and the managerial, uh, stakes, mate, but, uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, in the East, day, eh? um, well, it didn't get off to the best of starts, mate, because Friday night, it was meant to be Weybridge v Callington, mate, in the, uh, in the league's, Open it well, inaugural fixture day for it and got, it actually got postponed, mate. Yeah, fixture Whoa. congestion. Yeah, for old Steve, mate. Must have been uh, tearing his hair out, mate. But <laughs> I've got to be honest, though, Dave, I was looking out the window on Friday because I was going to go for a round of golf in the afternoon, mate, and I just stayed in my chair all day, mate. It with was horrible, wasn't stay. it? Yeah. Oh, mate, it was banging off the patio out there, mate. I thought, crikey, I, you know, can't see him getting any lines down, like, you know, I believe, but. But uh, yeah, not surprised at all, mate. It was cancelled on Friday, but uh, but we did kick off on Saturday, Dave. And the East had six games as well in in the East section, so it was a it was a dream start, mate, to senior football for St Morgan, who won ten two at Morwinstow. Uh, even more remarkable, mate. They were losing one nil and two one, and the score was two all at half time. Or I think we've already mentioned, but. But the Saints produced a remarkable eight-goal second half to hit double figures. Um, striker Craig Allen, mate, notched five goals in 27 in a 27-minute spell, and as you said, mate, a, a six-minute hat trick with some superb finishing. I, I saw him in pre-season actually, Dave, and he he makes goal scoring you know look easy, and you know it certainly ain't, mate. You know I can vouch for that; it's not easy. So, so uh, yeah, great great day for him. Uh, Sam West also had a brace for Saints in that game. Um, so Ash, mate, so Ash United also racked up 10 goals away at Lanreth and also kept the clean sheet in their seven-goal second-half spree. Uh, Callum Brown and Lloyd Jones both hit at-tricks in that game. And obviously, um, my favourites, mate, uh, Sonostal, Adonai catching 4-0 win at Bude. I think you said they were going to let in three goals, Dave, didn't you? Yeah, all right, all right. You don't have to go on <laughs> as well. <laughs> but no, they, um, no they, that was pretty impressive, mate, up, up there, mate. You know, 4-0 win. So, um, Kieran Bishop, mate, the talented uh, Kieran Bishop, mate, bagged bag the brace to go with Cam Bidgood and Kieran Barrett goals, mate. So that was the... Oh, no, sorry, mate, I haven't finished. I'm forgetting Paul Perro. How could I forget Paul oh. Perro, mate, there? They had a great result, winning 2-1 at OMV to a point. Uh, Matt Barton and Cameron Patterson with the goals. And Lodson, they won 4-1 on the 3G pitch at Saltash Borough, mate. So that was a good start for them. And the last game completing the fixtures, mate, was Liscord. Uh, they beat Sticker 4-1 at Lux Park. So uh, those were the six games they from the East. Okay, thank you. Um, whilst you mentioned Paul Perro there, I, I noticed that um, Dominic Richardson, who was playing for them last season, I, I see he scored for Lou this week, so he's uh, moved uh, back to his to Lou, hometown. Actually. Well, that's where he yeah. originates from, but um, yeah, but still yeah. scoring goals. Yeah, he's a natural mate, and he don't mate just knows where the net is, Dave, and he knows where to be, knows how to finish, mate. Bit of a Danny Alves, mate, isn't he? Gone back to his own. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> own yes. Finish his career, mate. I was going to say, how could you compare Alves with, with Dominic? <laughs> I mean, he, you know, Dominic scored a lot more goals, but I see what you're exactly. getting at. Yeah. Exactly. Dom's a lot better finisher, mate. Yeah. <laughs> right. Any midweek to report? 
Yes, it was, Dave. I'll skirt over them quickly, mate. I don't want to bore you too much. Um, uh, shock of the night, Dave. You know, again, we were at, or you you was at, mate. I, I managed to watch an hour of it. Um, shock of the night, really, mate. I mean, or, or was it, mate? I don't know. I thought I thought St. Dave deserved it, Dave. I don't know what you thought, but, you know, Perr and Porth, mate, probably the favourites for the West section, going down 4-1 at home to St. Dave. I mean, great performance from Saints, mate. And uh, But to be fair, everything went against uh, Perr and Porth, mate, didn't it? Um, on the night, they lost their keeper after 20 minutes. And then Reese Allen got sent off after 54 minutes for his second yellow. So, you know, the, the prolific Dan Richards scored twice in that game. So, you know, well done to St. Day after losing at Hale in the, in the opening fixture. Um, Hale, mate, good... Uh, Good link. They're top of the league. Uh, two out of two, mate. Uh, beating Alston 2-0 in midweek. Good opening week for Ale, mate. It's a club with their reserves top in the combo league as well, mate. So, good week for Ale. Um, Wendon started life in the... I'm going to call it the SPL, Dave. The St. Piran's League, mate. I'm going to call it the SPL. Um, they started life in that, mate. Well, uh, convincing 5-2 win at Retrieve who had beaten Ludgeman on the Saturday, so good win for Wendron. Perrinwell and St Agnes, two old uh, combo teams, mate, two old successful combo teams over the years, mate. They shared the points in a 1-1 draw. And Mosel, who, who I mentioned earlier, Dave, I thought were a good side on Saturday. Um, good footballing team, mate. They, they scored a last-minute winner to beat St Ives uh, 3-2 at Trungle Park, mate. So... Um, and in the East, Dave, Polcaro went to the top, winning 8-0 at Sticker, just ahead of St Austell, also on maximum points after beating St Morgan. The aforementioned St Morgan, mate, 2-0. So they've done well to keep uh, St Morgan quiet, mate, with a couple of late goals in that one. So good win for the Saints. Yeah, land rest, Dave. Um, after shipping double figures on Saturday at home against uh, Salt Ash, kept a clean sheet, no less in a 1-0 win over Liscord. Um, Bude won 3-0 at Lundson to make up for their 4-0 defeat against the North Storm on the opening day. And Millbrook also had a narrow 1-0 win over Saltash Borough. Um, Torpoint had a convincing 5-0 victory over Callington with sub Henry Bunning, mate, scoring a hat-trick. Um, Mark Tobin had the other two in that game. And Morwenstow also had a nap-hand 5-1 win, mate, at Weybridge. Uh, Norman Foster had a brace in that one. So that's the midweek games, Dave. Right. Plenty of goals uh, spread around there as well. Yeah, good start to the league, mate, isn't it? I'm quite impressed, mate. You know, the two games that I've seen in the league so far, mate, I thought were really good. So uh, hopefully... Mate, if I may, Dave, I, I know last week... Last week, mate, sorry. Last season we did a team of the week and the player of the week didn't we in the combo yep. uh, I thought if it's alright with you mate because you're, you're the boss mate but <laughs> if it's alright with you uh, this season I'll just do a team of the week in the east and west yeah fine yeah is that alright mate yeah so I've done obviously in the east mate I think it's got to be St Morgan mate you know first ever senior game mate away from home at Morganstone winning 10-2 after being uh Deadlock two all at half time, so got to give that to St Morgan, I think, Dave. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the West, mate, I'm going to go for uh, obviously, you know, you had the interviewees on, mate, Neil and Rob. I've got to go for Mullion's 5 1 win at a Luggan, mate, on the opening day. I honestly don't 
I quite fancy the Luggan to do well this year, mate. So I can't see many teams going down Oxen Park and coming away with a 5 1 this season, mate. So so uh, I've gone for St Morgan in the East, Dave, eh? Mullion in the West. Well, that's quite fitting, isn't it? Seeing I got them, uh, uh, I interviewed both those camps. So, um, yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, it did. Both, yeah. Well done, see, mate. See, I use a little bit of football sense seeing who I choose. You do, mate. You're on the cutting edge of uh, local <laughs> football. <day. laughs> We're lucky to have you, mate. We're lucky to have you. Right. So, um, any games this Saturday that uh, stick out for um, you? Yeah, it's quite hard, isn't it, Dave, to sort of like pick out, you know, because you, you don't know who's going to sort of do well yet, really, you know. But um, there is a local derby, mate, at Luggan, uh, at Oxen Park, mate, at Luggan Decent Day. I think that could be quite tasty, mate. I always look at the referee in those games, mate, you know, I think. <laughs> and it's uh, Jamie Mooney's got the honour on Saturday, mate. So Jamie's a no-nonsense ref, mate. Seen him in pre-season a mm. couple of times. So, uh yeah, so I think that'll be that'll be a good game, Dave. A Luggan decent day is me sort of what match to catch if you like. Right, okay. Uh, just <laughs> glancing through the east as well to see if there's anything that jumps out and uh uh oh actually oh there is a match to catch in the east as well. Polpero against Sinorstal. Oh mate, yeah, I, I saw that date. Apologies to Mark again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mate, I did see that, and I and I was going to write it down, and my phone rang. <laughs> so yeah, that's, yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out, Dave. Yeah, Paul Paris, top two, mate, top two clash. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for thanks for putting that out, Dave. Thanks for saving our yeah. life with St Allstall supporters. Yeah, yeah. No, I did, mate. I did see that. I was looking through the East Fix. Oh, that's a beauty already. You know, early doors, mate, in the season. And and then uh, Rach phoned me up, mate, to tell me there was a ham sandwich in the fridge. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been on night, you know, mate. Bless her. So she's left the ham sandwich in the fridge. <laughs> so is there a fault, mate? Right, it's okay. Blame Rachel Rapsy, mate. Yes, Rach, <laughs> Rach, do not phone him up when he's preparing for no. the podcast, please. Yep. Yeah, I'll tell him, mate, no. <laughs> on a Thursday afternoon, mate, I don't want to be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thanks for that, Rapo. Our, uh, our man who's looking after these, well, SPL, as he can't be bothered to say, Superior Football League. <laughs> Your Cornish podcast. <laughs> Right, it's time for Phil Hiscock, Secretary of the Kitchen Kit Limited Southwest Peninsula League. Oh, you'd never manage with that, would you? Having to say no, all mate, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, Phil is with us every week, keeping us up to date with the league. And uh, I suggested that things perhaps might now be quietening down for him a bit after the pre-season rushes over. Well, I reckon, Phil, it's all relatively quiet in the Secretarial HQ over the past week or so, isn't it? Well too bad, at least the games are being played um, <laughs> plenty of goals still although it has settled down a little bit hasn't it on that front? Yeah that's right um, not so bad midweek games um, I don't think anywhere did they, I can't remember now was there any no, sort I don't of... think there was anything sort of major was there? No, that's right And I, I suppose this is going to be the quiet period though isn't it as far as the admin goes after the sort of pre-season rush and everything? Yeah, although you know, you're now starting to find players transferring to clubs that, you know, perhaps because they, they thought they were signed for a club where they were going to get a game and they've now find after two or three games that they're on the bench each week. 
so there's a little bit of sort of player movement still happening. Yeah. Um, historically, is there more in the east or the west transfers, do you reckon? I think it's sort of where those sort of centre of conurbations are. So the Plymouth clubs, whether they're east or west, or, uh, and by Plymouth I mean sort of, you know, sort of Salt Ash Discard yeah. up, up to Ivy Bridge, um, and also in the sort of China Clay area of uh, Cornwall, um, there's four clubs there and they do seem to sort of all sort of follow each other around, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's certainly not unusual for a player to just sort of transfer from one club to the next and then he goes back to where he started anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And um, programmes. Um, yes. I just had a quick look at one from Newton Abbott Spurs that's uh, online. Uh, um, now, the standard sort of varies, doesn't it, around the place? It does indeed. Uh, certainly the online programmes, the FA introduced a rule a couple of years ago and we, we've sort of adopted it this year's AGM. The clubs can produce their programmes online as long as it's on a freely downloadable format. So you, you can't have something that you have to subscribe to. All right, yeah. um, and I know Mousel did it last season and I, I've already seen Columpton and Newton Abbott Spurs do theirs this season in that format. And then, but they... I believe Newton Spurs still actually print a full program because I was there last Friday night and they, yeah. they certainly did then. Yeah. Um, and as far as Columbus are concerned, they have a very interesting thing. They have a very good online program, and then when you turn up on the day, you can buy a team sheet for twenty p. Ah, right. So, are you saying then that the uh, downloadable ones cannot be charged for? Because um, surely in advance it would be okay for clubs to charge, wouldn't it, or, or not? The FA rules says it has to be freely downloadable. Oh. Well, so, it might be downloadable, but surely they could still be charged. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, uh, we'll have to get some interpretation on that. Because <laughs> I know last season, Barnet were the sort of highest profile club that went online only. Hmm. Um, and then somebody in the sort of programme printing world came up with a plan that... Um, if you're desperate for a Barnet programme, a week or so afterwards, you'd have printed off a few. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Made your money that way, right. Yeah. eBay and whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Do the Cubs still have to produce something at a game? Or Yes, the, the minimum they should produce at a game is a sort of team sheet with uh, the match details and the, and the sponsors' details and that sort of thing. That, so they have to do at least a team sheet that's right. actually physically in your hands. Because the, the trend over the last couple of seasons has been, I think, to sort of get away with a bare minimum almost, isn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I suppose years ago, and, and some clubs still tell me this, that they managed to make enough revenue off the advertising to pay for it, but if, if you haven't got somebody to sell the advertising, or you can't sell the advertising, then the printing costs go up and up, don't they? So I mm. suppose it's it, by reducing the number of pages... Uh, I mean, it's interesting because the Tor Point, who regularly win the programme award, <laughs> there's, there's a connection there that the, the secretary and programme editor happens to work for a printer's. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Curious, that. OK, so uh, another question, admission prices. Now, is there a minimum or not? The FA minimum for Step 6, or sorry, sorry, the FA say that the leagues can set a minimum but not a maximum, and officially the minimum is £4 at Step 6, although I am aware of at least one club cheaper than that, um, on the basis that clubs retain their own gate receipts, I'm not too bothered if they're that much cheaper because they're not sort of losing out, or you know, the away team isn't losing out. The, the only real difference with prize money, uh, sorry, gate money, 
is like in the FA Cup and the FA Vars, where the away team is entitled to a percentage of it. Mm, okay. Uh, sorry, go on. Yeah, as I say, that's that's what causes the sort of consternation of um, sharing towards the the expenses of the away team's coach and things mm. and, and people. But generally speaking, if if you charge. Uh, let's be perfectly honest, Plymouth Marjon advertised that they were only £2 this season. Ilfracombe are effectively saying it's free entry at Ilfracombe, and it's those clubs that are losing out or gaining, depending on, on your, your philosophy as to whether that's a good idea or not. Mm. Ilfracombe had a good start as well, played 2 1 2, so. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> you don't sound too, too enthusiastic well, about that? <laughs> they, they, I blow the fixture secretary, except that's me. <laughs> um, their first two games have been home to Stoke Gabriel and home to Plymouth Marjon, who are the two sides that have got no points. Uh, so well. I, I think even Ilfracombe would accept that, you know, that they've done all they can do with the fixtures they've had, but they've got to have much further tests to come. Yeah, right. Okay, and. Um, we mentioned uh, perhaps the goals are slowing down a little bit. Yellow cards. Uh, I mean, I've been to a couple midweek games recently where there seems to be a, a, a real uh, onslaught of yellow cards being produced. Um, yes. Now, well, I don't. I, you can't answer why, but um, is there um, any sort of ruling? Someone said to me last night that if you get more than an X number of yellow cards in a match, the club gets reported to the. the you know the officials. Uh, yes, or yeah, that rule. That, that rule's been in place for a while. If a club in any one fixture picks up six or more yellow cards, six, then the yeah. Cl- yeah, then the club is charged with failure to control its own players. Right. Okay. So uh, that that applies even in the Premiership. But, right. You know, it, it, it does happen occasionally, but six yellow cards for one team in a game is fairly unusual. Yeah, and I suppose a sin bin would count as a yellow, would it, for that I count or not? I presume so. I presume so. But building on to sin bins, Dave, I've now seen my first and second. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's like a London bus. You get yes. one and then another comes along. So who? which game was that then? Uh, the first one was last Friday night. Um, Newton Abbott Spurs had a player sent off. Uh, and before he'd, he'd even trudged off the pitch for a foul, uh, <laughs> a, one of his teammates said something to the referee and he followed him for the next 10 minutes. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, oh. And then on um, Tuesday night, I watched Plymouth Marjons and Millbrook, a chance to see the sort of Cornish team or one of the Cornish teams in the East Division. Um, I did feel a little bit sorry for the Marjons player. He got caught um, sin-binned in 81 minutes. Ah. So I was sort of very quickly tweeted that um, he might as well go and check and see if the showers are still hot. <laughs> yes. and, and presumably that minute that he'd lost uh, or didn't have to spend in the sin yeah. bin, that doesn't carry on to the next no, match, does no. it? <laughs> in fact, technically speaking, depending on how much injury time the referee was about to play, you could argue that he might have been entitled to come back on in stoppage time. But, True. Hmm. But you'd have to know how much injury time the referee had on his watch at the time that he simbed the player. Yeah. And um, do you think it's quite, now that you've seen it in motion as such, uh, are you sort of happy that perhaps, um, you know, that the referee sort of points to the dugout you know, yeah. uh, should it be perhaps a different coloured card or something like that? I think like that, that would be better. I think that a different coloured card would be better, to be honest. It, it's always been a, an argument, isn't it, that, you know, perhaps it could have been a, a blue or something like that. But uh, Yeah, yeah, green, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it is a little bit hard to keep track. Uh, and certainly I got confused on one the other night where 
a, play, a referee showed a, an ordinary yellow card to a player and then pointed over towards the, the dugout, but actually he was pointing to the fact that the game was stopped and there was a substitution coming on. Oh. <laughs> so you <laughs> wonder why he didn't go off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Um, oh. One thing I would say about the Simbin so far is, other than one club, uh, no team in any game has had more than one. So... Right. Generally speaking, if they've had one, that's it for the day. And we must remember, though, that it is for dissent only, isn't it? Because, again, yeah. you know, people are a little bit unsure about, you know, they're expecting the sin bin to be introduced for every foul. That, that, you yeah. Know. yeah, no, it's, it's only for dissent to any of the match officials, including the assistant referees, uh, and petulant behaviour, you know, slamming the ball down, sarcastically clapping, that sort of thing. Mm. And statistically in the past it has to be found that actually the percentage of dissent yellow cards isn't that high is it so we're not going to see a you know a, a mass amount of them are we no no in fact I mean, Simbin wise half the clubs I would guess haven't had one yet the others have had like one of us have only had one club that so picked up two so far this season um so it's it's statistically you're right it's, it's not going to be a, a, a huge number of Simbins or a huge reduction in the overall card game. Yeah. OK. Well, let's move on. Uh, what action are you taking in uh, over the weekend and early next week? Yeah. Uh, Saturday, I am Bobby Tracy versus Plymouth Marjons. I haven't seen Bobby Tracy this season, and they're, they're obviously doing very well. They, they seem to... Calumpton and, yeah. in the week, which is a very sort of eyebrow-raising result. They're the team to beat, um, aren't they, in the East at they, the moment? They, they look that way, yes, because, I, I mean, people were tipping people like Calumpton, and so for them to go and win their 5-1, mm. hmm. Um, Tuesday night, Calumpton versus Brixham, and then Wednesday night, my, another latest sort of steeper train jobbies into Cornwall, <laughs> uh, for St Blasey versus Mausel. Oh, right, yes, Mosel. I have those two yet. No, that's right, and uh, Mosel, of course, um, a last-minute penalty robbed them of three points, I gather, against Port Levin uh, Wednesday so night. Yeah, late, late that one there, yes. Yeah, yeah. so very... I Port Levin at St Austell last Saturday, and although they lost, they were, you know, equipped themselves very well. Yeah, very last kick of the game, Vidal told me, so um, oh. they weren't they weren't even able, Mosel, to, to kick off again, so uh, not often you see that. Right. OK, well, thanks for that, Phil. Um, lots of games coming up again. Um, and, of course, the week after next, Vars as well, isn't there? So, uh, lots... Next week, we can preview some Vars ties, certainly. Yeah, lots to look forward to. Thanks for that. Your Cornish podcast. Well, thanks to Phil there for um, his weekly contribution. Now, interesting, I thought, about the programmes. Uh, interesting that um, there are still some clubs doing them. And, you know, after... Well, there's a bit of a scare, I think, last season uh, throughout the, the country about uh, they're all going online. Now, you're a programme lover, aren't you, Rapper? You you always ask me to get a programme for you if I'm yeah, going yeah. somewhere different, don't you? So what yeah, do you, so you, what do you find special about a programme? I don't know, Dale. I'm just old school, mate. You know, I, do, I just love a programme, mate. You know, for, you know, for one, it's like um, a sort of reminder, you know, when you look back. 20 years later, you know, that, you know, I've got loads of old programmes in, in my storage unit, mate. Oh, Roach, <laughs> boxes of it, mate. I mean, yeah, Roach is happy, mate. But, um, <laughs> but I, I, I can't part with them, Dave. You know, they're like part of your life, mate. They, you know, like you, you remember what happened in those games, and and like, yeah, I've got, I've got some. I must have a few clips of actually those programmes, but um, you know, kept them in good nick and stuff. But yeah, I do like a programme. It's nothing. 
because I've been to like quite a few games in Europe and stuff, Dave, and, and nobody does a program like we do. You know, nobody. Oh, is that right? Yeah, mate. Yeah, that's the European. I mean, Real Madrid do like a little newspaper. Yeah. Uh, Atletico Madrid, they do a little paper. AC Milan, mate, do a little like a. Well, it's like a program, Dave, but it's like a little, you know, like a little handbook size, mate. You know, yeah. nothing. It's about ten pages and. Yeah, I mean, a lot of Barcelona, mate, they just did a paper. Spanish teams don't really, you know, watch a lot of Spanish games. The German, you know, the Wolfsburg, mate, they just did a little sort of magazine thing, really, mate. It's, yeah, rubbish, really, mate, compared to what we we do in England, you know, on Saturday. So, oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. You, yeah, um, absolutely. you ought to uh, uh, go online. I, I, I found it via Twitter. Newton Abbott Spurs, um, you can see theirs online. And... Uh, it's quite a good one, yeah. I thought. So, uh, well, look at that, mate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, heard you say that. And here's a here's a plea to the men on the admission entrances, uh, turnstiles, etc. That if you've got programs there, try and sell them to the people coming in because so often I have to ask for a program, and some poor yeah, little person has been spending time doing that program during the week. So, uh, yeah. And it's yeah. a bit, bit of money for the club as well. It is, isn't it, mate? I know it's only like a quid or something, mate, isn't it? A quid fifth. But, you know, if you do 50-odd programmes, mate, it's, it's a few quid, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that'd be 50 quid. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, you can tell I used to work in a bank, can't you? <laughs> You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Right. Predictions. Um, this is where we normally select a game from each league to decide what the result's going to be. Yeah. Now, Rappo, what's the running count so far after last week's? Mate, you're 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 absolutely bossing it, you're Dave. Steaming, you, you, steaming. You, you, oh, mate, you you you're on fire, mate. You're taking <laughs> me to the cleaners, Dave. You are at the moment. It was three-one up, mate, going into last week's, and then sticker be good old. Remember that one, Dave? Yeah. Sticker 2-0 up, mate. I went for a Desmond 2-2. You <laughs> went 3-2 Godolphin, and they Godolphin actually turned it around, mate, didn't they? 1-3-2. Yeah, I, I, so, I gave Sid a, a ring there towards the end of the match and said, come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, it worked, mate. It worked. Whatever you said. Yeah, it's, uh, so you're 4-1 up, Dave. Oof. So I've got a bit of catching up. Actually, mate, I'm rubbish, mate, because, you know, the, <laughs> the predictions on the forum, mate, I noticed we're in the top three, aren't we, mate, in a 25-man league? Yeah. We're in the top three in that. I think you're second on third. I forgot to do me predictions, didn't I, for last night? Uh, rushing off the see. So, but, yeah, I cost myself about, looking at it, mate, I reckon I cost myself about 80 points last night. So I'm rubbish, mate. I've got to... Mm. I've got to put a reminder on my phone or something for these midweek games, mate. Yeah. And <laughs> but, actually, what do you say to the likes of Jack Greenwood? He mentioned it in his interview that he looks at the predictions. But, yeah. um, you know, the, the, the managers and players shouldn't really get too upset if they see something no. they don't like, should they? Because we, no, we don't exactly. know what's going to happen. No, no, it's just a bit of fun, isn't it, mate? And, I mean, I felt a bit bad, mate, when Jack said that. You know, he said nobody put, got out of Spain for a you know, decent result. And I thought, oh, I did feel a bit bad, mate, because, you know, it's just a game you look at. You know, Obviously, we looked at Lutz and mate, and Sticker 9-1, didn't we? You know, we know Gary. Gary's a great manager, you know. And, you know, even though 
you know, we like Jack, we like, you know, it's, it's nothing personal, David. It's never anything personal, is it? It's just a bit of fun. And then like, that's right. Just, that's, that's it. Yeah. We don't, you know, any nah. idea what you did? At, uh, what was your prediction for that Wendron Lanson game? Can you remember oh, or not? I can't remember. I think, I think I had, yeah, I think I had 3-1, mate, Lanson, I think. Did you? I think I had 3-1, Lanson. Yeah. Let's just have a very quick look to make sure it was nothing four, worse than that. Four, yeah, oh, four-one! You said Lance, four, we're going to yeah, beat yeah. Wendron. No wonder Jack's got a complex. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Jack. Apologies, mate. Yeah. Oh, I you said the same. I said the same. Four-one. <laughs> <laughs> we're always doing that, mate. I, mean, I bet we do it again this week, mate. So there well, you but... go. That that shows yeah. what yeah. we know about football. So. Yeah. Well done, Jack. Show us, mate. Show yeah. us. Anyway, this week, this week, uh, what have we got? We got six, I think, haven't we? So um, yeah. let's crack on. Uh, and what a beauty we've got in the uh, Premier West Peninsula! It's got to be sort yeah. Ash against St Austin, hasn't it? Cool beauty, Dave. You're, you're turning to go first as well, mate, isn't it? Is it? So you sure? Yeah, yeah. I went first last week, mate. All so. oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. First against second, both with one hundred percent records. Um, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go straight in and say Sodash four, Sinostal two. Ooh, I've gone three two, mate. To Sodash. Yeah, yeah. To Sodash. Sorry, I win. Yeah, I, got, I think it'd be real. I didn't think you wanted to upset Sinostal any more than you have already. So. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, no. Yeah. Don't need any more motivation, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's game. true. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. Sinostal's team talk. So. Uh, exactly, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. so, you don't have to get there to half hour before the game now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're, uh, we're in pest. St. Piran West, even this week. Um, it's uh, I've gone for chosen the Farmer Town reserves against Mosul reserves. Yeah, two good footballing teams, Dave. I, I was impressed with them. I mean, Penryn, you know what? Obviously, watched Jack last week for Penryn, mate. They beat Mosul 1 0. Honestly, they. Mickey Flores uh, in goal for Mosul. I think it's the best goalkeeping performance I've seen for three or four seasons, mate. He, he was inspired, mate. You know, Jack had an overhead kick, mate, and he dived backwards, and how he tipped it over the bar, I'll never know. And made two great saves off the speedy Ryan Reeves, mate. You know, mm. took it off his feet, mate. You know, he, he was, oh, and Jake Shaw, mate, he lobbed in. You know, it's going in, and, you know, he managed to get a touch on that. I, I think he made. I'd say six or seven, mate, top-class saves, mate. But to be fair, mate, Mosul always looked a bit of a threat on the break. You know, when it was 1-0, I was, I was standing next to Rob Short, mate. Do you remember Shorty, big striker? He used to play for Tristan and that, mate. You know, big Rob Short. No, I'm no, struggling no, with that no. one. I'm struggling. Yeah, I mean, yeah, good good striker in his day, mate. But a uh, bit of a... Oh, can you say he's a bit of a dropper, mate? You know, not probably not as good as feet as dropper, mate, but brilliant in the air, dropping, mate. Scored about 30 goals a season in the old mining league, mate, you know, and All probably right. 28 were headers. But, um, yeah, um, you could see it, Dave. You know, when it was 1-0, you, you could just see the worst happening. And, but Penryn, you know, luckily saw it out for them, mate. And uh, But I said then, I said, I, I reckon this mate's side are, are, are a decent side. And, and then they went in midweek, mate, and beat St. Ives, didn't they, 3-2, so... Mm. So yeah, so two good football inside, Dave. And I'm to to cut a long story short, mate. I'm going to go for a Desmond two-two, mate. I forgot what the question was, to be honest. Yeah, I've rambled on a bit, there, mate. I? So, but, so yeah, you've gone for a two-two, a Desmond two-two. Yeah. Desmond. 
Yeah. Falmouth only played once, so it's a bit difficult to tell what they might be like, really. So I've also yeah. gone for a 2-2. Two -two. Have you, mate? But it didn't would. take me five minutes to get around to no. saying it. <laughs> exactly, mate. I've just gone on the basis, mate. Mosel beat St. Ives 3-2 at home in midweek, mate, didn't they? And Falmouth drew one all with St. Ives away on Saturday, which means absolutely nothing, mate, does it? <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on to the East Cornwall Premier League. <laughs> Ferryhood against Padstow United. Um, is it my turn or not? I can't remember after yeah, all that. Newcomers Ferryhood to the league, yeah. Unbeaten after two games, uh, coming up from the Dutch year course. Um, Padstow um, playing their third game of the season and this will be this will mean th their third game away as well. Uh, I'm going to say that the newcomers variant going to win 3-1. 3-1, Dave. I've gone 4-2 variant, mate. Yeah, two-goal swing as well, mate. Right. I mean, variant's done well, mate, haven't they, really? They've come up. Remember Gary Wielder, mate, you know, cut his teeth, didn't he, in the managerial yeah. Is he back there here. again or not? I'm not sure, mate. I know Gary's brother plays there still, I think, doesn't he? So, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what Gaz is doing now, mate. But, I mean, he's... You know, they had like five or six, similar to like Chaw City, mate, wasn't it? They just kept getting promoted, didn't they? Every yeah. year, Gary done hell of a job there, mate, didn't he? And then they, they, did they lose the Junior Cup final, mate, to Halston, was it? The Waybridge that year? Uh, they got to the Junior Cup final. Yeah, they did. I was sitting in my car behind the goal, mate. <laughs> There's a surprise. But yeah, 2 1, was it? I think Halston, 2 1, 3 1 at Waybridge, mate. But, but yeah, I mean, he's done hell of a job there, didn't he, Gary, mate? And, Good to see him in senior football day. Nice little setup at Varian. Have you been Varian day? Uh, yeah. I'm not sure that I have actually. Um, it's nice, it's nice setup, mate. I think no, no, I don't think I have. I think I've been to um, no, it can't be Goran, can it? Because they haven't got a team, have they? Goran. Uh, I've been you, to you think of Garens, Garens and St Mauls, mate. No, I, I've been there, but not to, um, but not recently, but. No, mm. there's... Oh, it might be Varian, actually. Have they got a good view of the sea from... Can you see the sea uh, from the pitch or no, not? No, that's Garen's and St. Moore's, that is, Dave, isn't no, it? No, no, that's yeah, Garen's. I know, but there's another place uh, as well oh, as Garen's that... Oh, um, but, uh, oh I no, no, I don't think so, mate. I've been to Varian probably once or twice, mate, and they, I think you walk across the... You know, you ticket change, walk across the cricket pitch, mate, and then the football pitch is sort of... Similar to like a Holman's type of setup, they yeah. Like, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, and they got a lovely like flat, you know, really well kept pitch up the top there, and like new dugouts and probably even improved since I've been there for a few years, but but uh, definitely had senior football, you know, sort of look yeah. about it, mate, Varian. So okay. yeah, good on them. No, I am thinking of somewhere else because the place I'm thinking of, it, there's very little room down one side of the pitch uh, there's a touch line and then you're yeah. almost in the hedge running the line sort of thing um, for yeah. part of it I'm, a, I'm sure that's with a sea view with yeah a sea with a sea view yeah that's right and it's not right. it's it, it's not 40 towers the sea view of Torquay <laughs> but um, but yeah no. no doubt no doubt that'll come to you later this evening so um, yeah I'll think about that mate. yeah um, in the East, it? Uh, yeah, in the Duchy it was a couple of years ago at least, two or three years ago. So, uh, okay. so there we go. Um, yeah, so now I've lost. Yeah, I said three-one for that one, didn't I? Yeah, uh, I no, you went 
Yeah, so, yeah, you went 3-1, I went 4-2, sorry, Dave, right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, over to the combo, Cornwall combination, and more newcomers, Ruin Minor. Yeah. This time uh, against uh, Pendine Rovers. Now, Pendine played 2-1-2. Two, two. Um, yeah, whose turn is it to go first? It's uh, your, your yours, turn, isn't it? Mine, mate, yeah. mine, yeah. Yeah, great start for Ruin, mate, winning 6-1 at Carrarick last Saturday. Didn't see that, didn't expect that. Lost, um, lost midweek, though. Exactly, Paul Flevin beat them at home in the week, didn't they? So yeah. that's, that's weird. Got a sea view there, mate. Ruin minor, Dave, haven't you? Got uh, a sea view there. I, it's a pitch I've not been to. Yeah, it's a, it's a fair old slope, mate. I've played a few times there. Yeah, it's a bit, don't know if it's improved uh, since I've been there, but... but um, yeah, I don't know. He's doing the changing rooms up last time I played there, mate. But uh, yeah, nice sea view there at Ruin. But looking at Pendine squad, mate. Hey, mate. Well, we're on the subject, mate. Did uh, did you see the photos, mate, of the Pendine St. Day game on Twitter? Pendine St. Day. Yeah. No. Nice yellow, nice yellow box nets, mate. Oh, then Pendine. Oh, no. <laughs> Got to congratulate him for that, mate. Oh, no. <laughs> I was well when I saw that. Uh, but um, but um, no, mate. I think looking at Pendine, mate, they've kept virtually all their sort of players from last season, and they were decent. Ruin. Don't know odds, mate. After a six-one and, and then to lose, so I'm going to go for a three-two away win, Dave. Ooh. And three guess two. what I've gone for? I've also gone, gone for a 3-2 three three two two away win for yeah, Pendine. So uh, that's two twice this week. This week mate. Yeah. yeah. First uh, time we've done two, I think. Yeah. There must be a, a bit of a theme here with these choices this week because Boscastle, now, I'm. have you got a sea view at Boscastle or not? Or is that Tintagel? Is it Tintagel I'm thinking of or Boscastle? Oh, no, yeah, Tintagel you have. Yeah, right, Tintagel so perhaps have. we haven't got a theme going, but... What we yeah. have got is Dutchy Premier. Boss Castle against Stoke Crimson yeah. is our next game. Um, and uh, neither played a league game yet. Um, Boss no. Castle in the Premier w- last season. Stoke Champions Division 1. So I'm going with Stoke uh, still going to be on a good run. And another away win. They're going to win 3-1. Yeah, I've, got, I've gone 3-2, mate, away win. Ooh, right. Yeah, yeah. A bit close, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And last one, Trelawney Premier, Lanner against Holmans. Yeah, I've gone for Holmans to win this convincing day. Um, you got Mark C Senior and Junior, mate, haven't you, at Holmans at the minute? Yeah. So, uh, you know, and Holmans, you know, I think they're my favourites to get back into the combo league, mate, next season. So I think I'm going to go. Notice Dave Bartland's playing for Lanham, ain't he? Oh, is he? Dave's mate played last week. Yeah, yeah, referee Dave. Yeah. I noticed his name last week. So, But, um, yeah, I'm going to go 5-1, mate, Olmans. Ooh, right. 5-1. Have you been to Lanham, Dave? You've been up that Yes, pitch? been to Lanham, yeah. 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 Nearly took the bottom of my car off, mate, <laughs> driving up that lane. <laughs> More well, for sitting in the car, though. <laughs> I got out the car, I walked up. You see, so yeah, yeah, that's a bit, <laughs> fit, fit chat like yourself. But nice little ground, though, mate, isn't it? Nice little setting. Yeah, it sort of reminded me a little bit of Nantia, mate. You know, it's like in a bit of a bowl, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's good atmosphere. Well, oh, mate, well, I had an eight minute hat trick there, by the way, mate. Thinking of that, yeah, uh, that's not as good as Craig Allen, though, is it? No, it's not. Six it's not, minutes, he, he did. Yeah, I think that was for St. Erm, mate. It was three nil up, actually, mate, at half time. I did like a 10-minute hat-trick, and it might have been 
12 minutes. I don't know, they saw it at the game, mate. And then they come back and, um, yeah, they drew drew three all, mate, in the end, I think, that one. Yeah. Oh, well. But that's the only time I've ever played it, you know, only time I've ever seen that Lano pitch, man. Oh, right. Yeah, I've only been there once, yeah. but... Uh, yeah. So, nice. so what did you... Oh, you went for 5-1, didn't you? So, um, yeah, and I think, yeah. actually, we might see Holmans have a good season uh, this time around. Like you said, uh, with the Marx brothers... No, it's not brothers, is it? It's father and son. Uh, father and son. I think they'll do well. So I'm going with Holmans to win 4-1. Your Cornish Right, onwards with the interviews. And two left, and both Tamerside based, but not in the same Southwest Peninsula League division. Now, we mustn't forget the two Cornish clubs in the Peninsula Premier East. We had Gary Williams from Torpoint on last week. This time, it's the turn of Millbrook's manager, Maka Brown. Well, how's life in the East then, Maka? Yeah, it's a bit different, but it's just as busy in terms of the, the, the amount of games and the start that we've had to make. So, um, so yeah, getting stuck into it now. The fixture list, though, has been pretty kind to you, hasn't it, so far? Uh, you haven't had to go very far. No, I was saying that the other day. the the opening The opening kind of round of fixtures, six or seven games, have been nice in terms of travel. Um, and the evening games have been local. So last week we were at Alberta, and tomorrow we're at Marjons, um, and our Saturday games have been have been at home. So, in that sense, it's been good. I think our first two games were tough. Um, we had Elmore at home, and then we had Alberta on Tuesday. Two tough games to start the season with, but. In terms of like the, the logistics of travelling and, and getting lads there, um, it, it's been a little bit easier. Might come as a bit of a shock when they've got to go to Wells, though, it's Saturday week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're looking forward to it. I mean, that's a completely new challenge for the club. Um, so the lads are absolutely um, really looking forward to that. So, so yeah, that will be a, a bit of a distraction from the league. Um, but we'll see how we how we get on again get on there. I mean, obviously, again, Wales are a team that we know very little about. So, um, so we'll we'll see how we get on. Were you in the Vars last season or or not? No, we've not been in the Vars. Oh, because of lights, the wasn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a lot. We had we had lights last year as the first year, but I think um, we didn't know what the situation was going to be with the lights. We didn't know when they would be. Um, kind of actually put into the ground so even though we managed to get them in really really early it was obviously too much for our kind of grey area in terms of applying for the vows so this is our first season so the squad you know is it pretty much the same as last season or not at Jenkins Park um yeah there are thereabouts we lost two or three players um we obviously had a good season last year for our first year in the division um and one or two lads stood out I mean Curtis Damrell up front for us last year scored quite a lot of goals and and I think he's one of the best centre forwards in the division, um, so it was always going to be very, very difficult to to keep hold of him, and and he ended up um, attracting the interest of Plymouth Parkway, um, and and he started off there this season, um, and obviously that makes it very difficult with a club like us. We didn't have the resources to go and replace him like for like because that type of player is probably on about sixty, seventy pound a game um, in this division. So we have obviously resources nowhere near that. So we, we have to look within the squad and, and, and try and replace from within really. Um and Ryan Knight after four or five years with me he um he went down to the scarred, which again was another blow because the two of them um contributed to about thirty or goals last year, which is nearly half the amount of goals that we scored. So so it was a bit of a blow. Um but others will step up um and and have done already. Jake Foster's had a a really good start to the season. He didn't get anywhere near the amount of goals um, that he's capable of last season, but he's already made a cracking start this year. So, so hopefully the likes of him and Ricky can can add a few more to their tally and, and replace the goals that we've lost. 
must be a little bit disappointing. I mean, you you can appreciate the Damrell transfer because obviously yeah. he's stepping up. But for Ryan Knight to go sideways to Liscard, that must be a little bit disappointing for you. Yeah, it was, especially after four or five years um, of work with him. Um, and I didn't want him to go. Um, and neither did any of the lads. I think sometimes you have to remember in, in this in this kind of because moving to the east um that did have an impact a little bit on traveling although i don't know if that was one of the reasons that affected ryan um but he works till about one o'clock half past one every saturday mm. and he, he said one of the reasons he felt it was easier to get to liscard than it was to get to Millbrook, which i'm not too sure about but i'm sure there was probably uh, another couple of uh, things that might have swayed him over that we perhaps can't offer that liscard were able to offer as well but it was a blow there's no doubt about that and um, Ryan knew that we wanted to keep hold of him, um, but that's football, unfortunately. I don't know where most of your players are actually from, but is it easier to be playing in in the east or, or, or the west because of you know if you've got a lot of Plymouth-based players, presumably that makes it easier for them, does it? Or not? We've got we've got three or four based on that side, so it is easier for them, I imagine. Although to be honest, it probably makes no odds because they would be straight down the A38 anyway to anywhere in Cornwall. For the majority of us that base tour point um, side, um, it's not easier. Uh, I know on on paper the mileage isn't as um, it, it doesn't seem as much, but just to kind of tackle the ferry or the, or even driving around the bridge, it, it adds half an hour to the journey before we've even entered Devon. Um, so we're going to be looking at. Um, I mean, even because of the ferry, Albertans forty five minutes. Marjons will be forty five minutes to an hour. So. And that's not even getting out of Plymouth. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a pain. Um, but evening games aren't too bad because the lads work in Plymouth. Um, but it will add, certainly, a good probably half an hour to most away fixtures. Um, but there's not too much we can do about that, unfortunately. No. And do you actually go mostly via the ferry or do you go around the road, you know, the bridge or what? Um, I imagine it will probably be, I mean, it will depend on the state of the ferries. Um, they're not exactly the most reliable of public transport, but we'll, we'll prob- I, I imagine we'll probably go around the bridge more often than not, um, just because you're straight onto the, um, the A38 then and, and then you're away. To be honest, I mean, I was driving up towards Paynton today and it's not too bad, some of those fixtures like Stoke Gabriel and, and Dartmouth and, and places like that. Yeah, it's, it's not too bad, it's just off the A38 for some of them. Um, we do have a couple of um, long-distance ones. I think Ilfracombe um, is a bit of a trek. Um, we played Torridstone on Saturday, and they said it took them two hours to get to us. Um, so, so, yeah, we'll look forward to that away trip. <laughs> and Torrington as well, I think. And that's not uh, yeah. that's the I mean, same area, to be, isn't it? To be honest, and I don't, don't mean to sound disrespectful, I've never heard of some of these places, but then that's because <laughs> we, we've been competing... Well, for the last 15, 20 years, I've been competing as a player in Dutch or East Cornwall and, and then managing in South Western League. It's, we've not had to worry about any of these places. So um, it's a new challenge. I mean, we've got to be excited by that challenge. Um, and, and we are. The boys are saying that they're looking it up. And it's quite, it's, say it's quite nice. It's They were saying on Saturday, we know when you see some of the results that happen in the league, you really don't know what to expect. Um, so, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting in that sense. Yeah, look on the positives. That's right. It's a new, yeah, ex- it's yeah. a new experience. So, new experience. Yeah. So, with all this different opposition, all this chat about them, but, I mean, have you sort of given yourself a target or set yourself a target in mind, or what, or is it very much uh, suck it and see? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I've said to you before, I mean, we, at the start of the season, it's like, even if we were in the um, the Western League, where we know a lot more about other clubs, you still don't necessarily know what they've done over the course of the summer. I mean, some clubs are very vocal through their social media as to who they've signed and, and whatever. Um, but it's very difficult to know what other clubs are looking like in terms of strength. I think it's really easy to turn around and say the five clubs from the Southwestern League last year um, will be the strongest. But I don't personally think that will be the case. I think that there's some league, there's some teams in our league that are kind of located perfectly to go off into the Western League, and and they've almost been given a buy, uh, an opportunity to to kind of jump into that um, a lot sooner than possibly it would have done if the old structure was still in place. So I mean, already you're seeing Bobby Tracy. Um, they've had two really impressive results. Um, they won seven nil, and then they won four nil. Uh, no one really—it's unheard of really beating Ivy Bridge four nil. Um, I, I know that Darren's obviously struggling with a few injuries, but his teams don't kind of really get beaten like that. So, I, in terms of targets, we want to be up and around it, but who knows? We'll see how the league settles down maybe after eight, nine, ten games, um, and and then possibly reassess from there. But yeah, we would certainly like to be. In and around it, if we can be. And I noticed that you personally, uh, you haven't got a very good first day of the season record, have you? Well, no, I haven't for Millbrook. Um, not I mean, Millbrook, we, no. No, we, we, I went down to Mausel for my in my first year. That was um, that was the year they just won the league, uh, and they were they were brilliant. They beat us that that that, that year. Um, we drew two two with Ludgeven. Uh, again, that was very similar actually, because obviously we knew nothing about Ludgeven drew 2-2 two, two with them and we were sending into the game or oh, they could be there and thereabouts at the end of the season We, I think we picked them to the lead by a point yeah. or even maybe even a couple of goals I can't remember if it was a point or goal difference but it goes to show in this league is very similar um, when we, we played Elmore first game of the season I said exactly the same thing to the lads it's like we know nothing about these lads I think I think they'll be up there um, so yeah we're not the best um, kind of record for Millbrook first game of the season but we're unbeaten so <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, we'll look on the positives again Yep. Well, all the best for the, the for, well, I was going to say the rest of the season. You've only played a handful of games. So all the best for the season, uh, Maka, and uh, we'll catch up, no doubt, as it goes on. We won't forget you, even though you're over the border playing most of your games this season. Oh, I appreciate season. it. I think this, CCFA forgot us for the Charity <laughs> Cup. <so. laughs> I, I wasn't going to mention the Charity <laughs> Cup and the fact that you're not in it. But, uh, well, you know. But no, uh, no, I appreciate that. As I say, we, we still, we're looking forward to our Senior Cup fixtures. Um, and 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 after being, I mean, Millbrook is a, traditionally a, a very popular Cornish club, so that's how we still see ourselves, and and we'll see where we go after the season. It's just a temporary move over the border. That's all. It Maybe. Is. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I don't even know if the FA knows. <laughs> right. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Thanks, Maka, for that. Cheers, Dave. Thank you very much. Your Cornish podcast. <laughs> Yeah, another enjoyable interview from Macca there, mate. I enjoyed his interview last season with you, mate. And, uh, you know, I think I said start of the season, mate, I fancy Tour Point for top three and Milbrook for top ten, you know, even though they've lost a couple of big players, like Macca was saying. But um, but I think someone usually comes through, Dave, don't they? You know, when you lose a big player and it gives someone else a chance and, you know, you might see a player or two come through for Milbrook. So, uh, you know, another club that's really improved the facilities and, give it a bit of a makeover. You know, that old stand was struggling a bit up there, mate, wasn't it, at Millbrook last time I went, but that looks to be all done up now. So, good to see, mate. I had some good times at Millbrook, mate. And, and uh, yeah, I love this. <laughs> you know, it's a new challenge, mate, isn't it, for them, you know, in the East, 
division, mate, meeting some new teams and venues and same as Tour Point, but uh, love this charity cup comment, Dave. Yeah, I wasn't going to mention the Cornwall Charity <laughs> Cup thing. He, he had to bring it up, didn't he? Yeah, I, did, I must admit, I do feel a little bit for Tour Point Millbrook on that one, mate, don't you? You know, like, you know, sort of got chucked into the East League, you know, without really, you know, didn't have a lot of choice, mate, did they? And then not to sort of be in the Charity Cup as well. I thought it would have been like a nice little gesture <laughs> from the CCSA to keep him in that, really. But. Oh, well. Never mind. But, you know, but, um, but as, yeah, but as you said, Millbrook, uh, they seem to be settling down now. Uh, they had a comfortable 5 0 win at Marjons on Tuesday. Yeah. So, um, what's that take them up? The second in the league table now. So, yeah. Played four. See, played four and won one, drawn. Uh, sorry, one, two and drawn two. So, uh, good start to them. I tell you what, though, we interviewed Gary Williams last week. Um, and, uh, they had a shocker of a result, didn't they, Saturday, uh, mate, which yeah. really surprised three me. Nil, yeah, three yeah. nil home to Crediton. So, um, yeah, I was shocked when I saw that as well, Dave. He won't want to come on here anymore, will he? No, mate. I hope we don't bring Maka any bad luck, mate, <laughs> on this Saturday. <laughs> no, so there we go. Right. Yeah. So, um, last but not least for this episode, again from uh, that corner of the county, South East Cornwall. It's our old friend Dame Bunny, assistant manager at Saltash. The Ashes were one of the pre-season favourites for the Premier West Division, but um, how does Dane view the division after a couple of games or so? So, Dane, I know it's early days, but are things in the league sort of going as you thought they might sort of pan out or as expected or what? Um, yeah, um, I think if we had looked at the fixtures before and looked at the opening two games we would have been disappointed had we not got six points um if i'm being honest and it's not being disrespectful or anything but um the games you had in pre-season were probably more intense um than the two games we've had so far um and obviously uh, we've got a bigger test to come this weekend um so um i think we'll really see where we are once we've once we've played that game yeah, we'll come to that in a moment. What about the league as a whole? I mean, have there been been any sort of shocks as far as you're concerned? Well, I think everybody's been talking about how split it's going to be, and then that was kind of um, turned on its head last weekend. There was a few upsets last weekend, wasn't there? Mm. With um, you know, especially like uh, I was really surprised at the Wendron result at Launceston, um, the Liscard one at Houston. Um, I think that can always happen with this card because they've got a good threat going forward in, in Woods and, and um, Lorenz. Um, so I, I wasn't overly surprised that this card are going to pick up wins like that here and there. Um, but but certainly the Launceston one I was surprised at. And um, even the, the St. Dennis draw with Falmouth as well. So, yeah, that kind of tipped everything upside down, didn't it? Yeah, because, I mean, I watched Lanson beat Sticker 9-1 now, I know Sticker aren't the best in the league, but, you know, it was 9-1. Billy Hopcroft was all over the place up front, causing danger. Uh, yet they go and lose to Wendron. That was a great result for Wendron, wasn't it? And it sort of makes everyone realise that actually, you know, it's football. Anyone on their day can do something, can't they? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, they can. I mean, um, like I said, I was surprised at that because obviously Gary Jeffries back. I know you had him on last week, I think, or the week before. Yeah. Um, and... and 
Gary's teams always come um, with with a with a certain resilience, and and uh, Gary knows how to put a side together. Um, so I've, I've you know had it in my mind that Launceston were going to be obviously much more improved than they were last season, and I still think they will be. Um, however, that was just a, a result for me that stood out. And that Liscard uh, result, uh, that must be a real bonus. Them having James Lorenz back, mustn't it? Any anybody who can put the ball in the net is a bonus because um, it's the hardest thing to do, I think, in football. Um, and they're like gold dust. Uh, those guys who, who can who can score twenty five, thirty, you know, and, and in in James's case, even more than that. That they're, they're like gold dust. So for this guy to have a player like that is um, is going to be vital to them. And whilst we're talking about goals, well, back at Sotash, you know, you've been sharing them around a little bit, haven't you? That that in that seven-one win over Penzance, uh, there are a few names there which, uh, you know, got on there more than Richards and Hughes. Uh, yeah, I think out of our three strikers on Saturday, they only got one. Um, so yeah, we is did that, share them. Is about. that good or That's bad? Nice. Is that good or bad that uh, you know they only got one? I don't know. Hopefully they're saving them up for the bigger games, but um, it's nice that the midfielders chip in and 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 that we've got other players who can score. Obviously, Dave Barkas scores. It uh, gives us a, a good return each season. I think he got 12 last season from right back and he chipped in with another couple on the weekend. So, um, yeah, I suppose it's a good thing because you know your strikers are going to come good eventually. Like you know, So, uh, when they do, it'll be even better. Because how's the injury front going at Sodash. I know the likes of Farrant, Madison, and I now I saw there this week Lewis Edwards in hospital for something by the looks of it. You know, are they likely to be back soon or are you working on I a think, um, lower squad? I think Farrant's on the Farrant Farrant's on the brink of coming back. Um, I'm a little bit unsure on the status of Madison. I, I, we're, we're, I think we're a little bit unsure as to whether he's got to have an operation or not. Um, and Edwards has had his second pernier operation in 12 months, so um, he's a bit unlucky on that front. But I think Farrant's on the way back, um, so I don't know. It could be better, but it's to be expected. That's why we've got a big squad as well. Yeah, I was going to say your squad. Uh, looking at the program there for that game I watched against Clevedon, uh, well, there's about 21 names I think on the list. So. Yeah. Um, it's a big squad, but as you say, you've got to have it. And, and I noticed you changed your keeper during the game on Saturday, didn't you, against uh, Penzance? Yeah, just to give the young lad a, lad some minutes. Um, you know, he's being very patient at the moment. He's waiting for his chance. Um, so it was just a good opportunity being a good few goes up at half time to give the young lad, he's only 17, give him some time in a, in a, in a league game. Um, a bit unusual, I know, but, you know, we just thought we'd take the chance to do it. So, well, it's unusual to almost have a, a goalie on the subs bench anyway, isn't it? At this at this level, yeah, it is. But we we've had him now for about um, twelve months, um, and he's uh, he's only young, and he comes training. He works with Ryan Ricard, um, and um, you know they just bounce off each other, and and and. After a while, we signed him, and, and so when we haven't got a full complement of, of outfield substitutes, we stick him on the bench. And um, he actually played against Tavistock um, last season on Good Friday when we were resting Ryan for the Cornwall Cup final. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know he's, he's helped Plymouth Parkway out a couple of times, and, and we've kind of 
transferred him out to a few local teams as well and, and then signed him back on. So he's he's actually played quite a few games. So he, I, um, I suppose it would be helpful if we gave him a name, wouldn't it? Yeah, Sean Hillier. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about him and he. But uh, yeah. yeah, Sean Hillier to everyone who's <laughs> listening. So so, so that, that's good, though, that you've got a, you know, a, a up-and-coming goalkeeper. There aren't many goalies around these days, are there? No, I think he's going to be very good as well. We've got... You know, we got high hopes for him, um, which is why we're we're doing our best to um, accommodate him where we can because we obviously want to retain the best players. So um, we're we're trying to look after him anyway and, and do the best we can for him. Now Saturday, it's probably I think I'm right in saying or suggesting that it's the biggest game in the league this season so far. Home to St Austell, um, two good sides. Yeah, I would say so. Um, St. Austell seem rejuvenated after their early summer. Um, I don't know whether I can call it fiasco, but, um, you know, I mean, there's no disguise in the fact they had a few problems early in the summer. But when I went down and watched them against Liscard um, two weeks ago, they seemed like that was well past them and um, they, they looked a good team. Yeah, Jake Miller looks to be a good signing as well. Yeah, Jake, Jake's a good player. I mean, he's obviously from up this way. We we know Jake. We've played against him many times. Um, and there's there's no denying the fact he's a good midfielder. So, you know, he's, he's going to have, he's going to be one that we're going to have to watch. Is that Does that mean you're going to have someone on him or you're just going to be close to him all the time? Don't think we don't think so. I mean, we we'll we'll probably just try and impose our normal game on on the match and um but you I'll be very surprised if he doesn't get a mention before the game, just to just just to make the players aware that they're going to have to watch him when he's on the ball. Okay, and now everything's going good for you at the moment, but I must just mention that Clevedon FA Cup game. I thought you were unlucky. Um, yeah, we we were in one respect, but but we we missed a load of chances. I mean, uh, some of the players would say that you know we were a bit unlucky where the the ball just wasn't bouncing up to us and. Uh, we didn't really get any clear-cut chances, but I think I could speak for for Matt as well. We we were disappointed we didn't put put more chances away. To be honest with you, it was a similar similar message on Saturday against Penzance. You know, we I think we had we 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 sometimes count count the shots we had, and, and someone was doing it on Saturday. For us. We had 27 attempts on goal on Saturday. Okay. Um, you know, and and um, you know, it was a similar story against Penzance and and the Clevedon thing. Yeah, we should we should have won the game, Dave. You know, we should have put them away early on, and and in the end, we paid for it, and that's the way it goes sometimes. So, it's you know, we look back at that game with a little bit of regret because uh, it certainly feels like one that got away. Um, but you know, the FA Cup's a free hit. I said to the players after, look, we're not going to win the FA Cup. It's a free hit this season. Our bread and butter is the league. Um, I'd be more disappointed if we if we lost points in the league early on in the season than, than go out of the FA Cup for me anyway. Um, I would have, if somebody said at the start of the season to me, you go out of every cup in the first round, but you can win the league, I would take it. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Sounds like Dane is keen to get his hands on that championship trophy, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, Dave. I... You know, I agree with him as well, mate, because that, that's the one to win, Dave, isn't it? The league is always the best trophy to win, you know, over, what is it, mate? What, it's sort of 36 games? 30, 38, 38 games? 38 games. 38, yeah. yeah. You know, home and away, mate, you know, 
lovely pictures at the minute, mate, but you've got the winter to go through, mate, and you know, the cold and the rain and the mud. And, you know, <laughs> over 38 games, Dave, if you prove you're the best team in the league, then that's the one to win, mate. I mean, Salt Ash been a bit of a cup side, really, Dave, haven't they, over the last few seasons with the senior cup exploits? You know, they losing finalists to Bob, and then what they at Alston, and then, and then they were winners, you know, won it, and then losers again to former at Bobman this season, mate, weren't they? And then made up for that by winning the League Cup at St Blaise. So they've done brilliant in the Cups, really, mate. And Dane and, you know, Matt, they obviously want to prove the ashes of the best side over 38 games, they've done they? So mm. home and away, which is, you know, I always get more, I always got more pleasure out of winning the League, Dave, than the Cups, if I'm honest. You know, you know you're the best side then, don't you? And like 8 0 and 7 1, mate, they've already got a plus 14 goal difference, mate, haven't they? Yeah. So, uh, not too bad to start, mate, is it? No, you can't complain about the goals. Uh, and coming from all sort of different yeah. areas of the, uh, the lineup as well, not just the strikers, which is always good to see, isn't it? Yeah, it is, Dave. Good to see your midfielders like chipping in, isn't it? You know, take a bit. I mean, you know, we know they've got Richards and Hughes, you know, he's going to score loads of goals, mate, isn't he? So it's good to see your midfield lads chipping in, isn't it? And, you, and even your, what's it, Barker, mate, scored a couple from right back, didn't he? So, yeah. Yeah. Double figures see, last season. So, um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, well, they finished fourth the last two seasons in the league, as you said. So they'll be wanting to. Uh, improve on that this time around and um, certainly in with a good shape but that's going to be a cracker of a match tomorrow St Austell against Sold Ash against St Austell up there at Kimberley and uh, um, it should be a good one let's hope it is for everyone who goes to it Um, so you taking in any games this weekend or not? Yeah, Dave, you know, hoping to get to that county game at Bodmin on the Sunday mate, hopefully Mm -hmm. Uh, hopefully see you there um, but yeah Penryn again for me Dave you know obviously Jack's uh, well he's playing and known from uni and things and you know I've watched him play for a year with his injury so I'm enjoying watching him and Penryn at the minute mate playing some lovely football so they're at home to Ludgefund mate at Kernick Road so uh, going to whip down there again mate and have a look at that one mate oh that's going to be a hatful for Penryn isn't it I don't know mate really you know like last week mate they had you know <laughs> They, had, they could have scored eight against Mosul last week, Dave, but obviously I don't think they'll come up against a keeper like Flores again for a long time. But, but yeah, they do create a lot of chances, mate. And, you know, obviously Robin Reeve had a penalty save. Probably Jack and Ryan, maybe they probably could have had an at-trick each on the day, Dave. You know, if they, I don't know what Ludgeman's um, situation is with the cricketers as well, mate, too, because I noticed they lost to Redruth United last Saturday, didn't they? 2-0, mm. so... I don't know if they got a few cricketers, you know, from uh, a few of the St. Just lads have gone over there, mate, and they signed, apparently. So, oh, right. So, uh, yeah, I don't think there'd be any pushovers, mate, but... but um, So, you when know, you're um, saying about cricketers, so so wh- yeah. what do you think? They're going to turn up with their pads on and gloves and things, or what? <laughs> don't think Penman are that good, mate. I think they need to wear cricket pads a bit, mate, but... <laughs> no, no, mate, I... Yeah, I think when's the season end, Dave? Like end of September, I think, isn't it? For cricket in Cornwall, it goes on a bit, doesn't it? So yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not yet. We're not. No. We're only. Well, we're not even at the end of August yet. So. Uh, no, a little it could bit. be a good time to play Dutch for mate for teams, maybe. <laughs> you know, Bruce and Penry. But famous last words, Dave, isn't it? You know, you never know. It's all on the day, isn't it, mate? You know, but yeah. so I think Penry is one they should 
obviously be looking to get three points if they, you know, obviously want to be up there challenging, which I'm sure they will be, mate. Yeah, and uh, I'm up to that uh, Sword Ash Sin Austin game tomorrow, so yeah. looking forward to that one. The the only thing yeah, I perhaps I'm a little bit concerned about is that the pasties are always a bit too hot to begin with. You know, you have to sort of put them down and let them rest for about 10 minutes before you actually take a bite. Oh, really? So, yeah. But, um, Could you get one on the corner, mate, on the way up, Dave? You know, there's that pasty shop. Remember when we went, so Ash Formworth that day, mate, we did the commentary for Radio Cornwall. We got some fish and chips, mate, didn't we, after? <laughs> they were quite nice, I remember, mate. Oh, mate. yeah. That, mate. They've always been nice fish and chips, that shop, actually. So Yeah. yeah. Maybe get some of them on the way in, mate. Give the pasty a miss. And... Yeah, could do. That's true. That's Have true. Some fish and chips on the way in, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. But, um, no. yeah. So, um, right, so believe it or not, we're out of time. Yes, mate. Good to speak to you, Dave, as always. Yeah. Um, thanks to uh, yourself for um, putting everything together. Thanks to everyone that's listening to us and all those that have yeah. contributed. And um, we'll be here this time again next week. Yeah, look forward to it, Dave. Good luck to everyone this weekend with your matches. Cornish Cornish Soccer Soccer. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 